What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void. Void Horror Podcast. That's right. We're back for episode 125, and today we're going to be finishing off the Howling franchise. Thank Satan. <laughs> Thank Cthulhu. I'm fucking Cthulhu. done with this I shit. I should say Cthulhu. Thanks, Cthulhu. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. It, it's been a while, guys. We have, I'll be honest, a little bit have been... Um, I was really worried about would, this day. I was really hoping you were going to finish this without me. <laughs> no way, like, dude. Part of when I was gone, I was like, fuck, man, I really hope they finish up this terrible ass franchise without me. Because <laughs> that would be the best gift of all. <laughs> and then I come back and he gets me back. He lures me in with, we're going to do the top 2018 movies. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And then after we film he's, or record, he's like, oh, and for next week, we're going to do the Howling 7 and 8. And I was like, I fucking hate you. Well, you've <laughs> seen them all because I made you watch them that one time when we came back to do, because you were away for a week yeah and then i had i think i had brad do uh brad uh from uh in the mic of madness like do the episode with me and uh yeah i was like i made you watch those two movies you had to watch four movies that week <laughs> yeah and i was like no because part of the thing the reason why guys is that i wanted her to do it with us because she's seeing the lion's share of all of them and I did it from the beginning and the big thing for us is the reveal at the end of like which order these are good in from best to worst or from average to, to terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll have that at the end of the episode. So you're probably going to want to stick around for that. How about you? How have you been doing this week? I've been good. Yeah. You feeling better? Uh, More mobile? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. More mobile. I can say that. Well, like, that's good. Starting to finally feel almost normal ish, which is great. So yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. yeah I was still meh. Fuck man. I fucking missed the goddamn premiere last week which i I was so pissed i was so bummed for those of you who haven't seen dry blood yet we interviewed the writer and the uh, renaissance man on the film it's his passion project called dry blood and clint carney i was supposed to meet up with him here in phoenix i'm kind of glad i didn't because i would have screamed fuck man i was so fucking bummed out dude like i felt really bad so like not only did i feel bad (laughs) for not going but i was sick on top of it yeah so it was like and i was having like this fever so it's like my mind was like racy and all over the fucking place so it was i was just fucking miserable that night i'm glad i didn't go because i just would not have been I feel like if you got Clint Carney sick, you would have been pretty upset. Well, I, you know, I, I, I miss my fucking goddamn. I take allergy meds, guys, and I take it like every day because I have really bad allergies. Like I get itchy if I don't take my meds. Mm-hmm. So like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, like my dog in particular, because yeah. he's got the same fucking problem. <laughs> exactly. Like your dog. Yeah. 
<laughs> the dog toy doesn't fall far from the tree. Sure doesn't. <laughs> but anyway. Squeak, squeak, motherfucker. So yeah, that was that was like my big thing next week. I'm looking forward to tomorrow watching Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, did that come out tomorrow officially? Tomorrow. Officially? Christina's brother and I Fuck and yeah. well Christina, her brother and myself are going to be watching it. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it might come out tonight actually. Probably at midnight. At midnight yeah. So. Which is technically tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I'm ex- I'm excited for that actually. Yeah, I'm genuinely kind of curious to see because 2019's kicking off a little bit and we got like a lot of movies lined up and I wonder what it's going to be like uh, for this year if it's going to top 2018 because we're going to have to say that because of how big this this year, this past year was. I'm curious to see if it if it beats, if 2019 keeps that pace. We'll see. We got a new one from Ari Aster coming out, the fucking uh, Midsommar. So I'm kind of curious to see that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot, a lot of independent films this year. When's the fucking scary stories to tell in the dark supposed to come out? Oh, that'll probably be at probably at the end of this year or next, the beginning yeah, of next. Like 2020. Someone oh. said something, by the way. I, I just want to mention this before we jump into our uh, flesh <laughs> of potatoes. But someone was like, by the way, in Jason 6, Jason lives. Why was he buried? Who buried him? And I was like, I never thought about that. That's a fucking that. great question. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know why he would have been buried with a headstone. Like, at the best, they would have been some unmarked grave in the middle of fucking, you know, well, you know how, like, a landfill. You know how, like, psych, like, fucking weird people, like, fall in love with serial killers and shit when they're, like, in jail? Oh. And they marry them? Like, Ted Bundy got married in jail. Right. To some fucking well, crazy person after he's been convicted of serial murder and sentenced to death. <laughs> right. He gets married in fucking prison to some bitch. Like, maybe that's what happened. Like, he well, yeah. there's some kind of chick that, you know, buried him and gave him a headstone. I don't know. Well, you know, like, we have a lot of people that, like, you know, really, uh, we've had this whole thing with the whole fucking Ted Bundy thing. Like, it's been all over the fucking, oh, it's like. it's so far out of control. I'm like, like calm down, <laughs> Like, I've been seeing people on both sides of it. Like, people are going like, ooh, kill me, daddy. <laughs> Because that's, that's totally me. So. I, that's what I was thinking. My friend was really upset about it. She was like, come on, guys. I have so many people that like that I know that are like actually upset about this, too. Like They're like, why are we sexualizing serial fucking predators? And I'm like, I get, I hear you, and I understand <laughs> well, where you're coming from. It's the tone of the, uh, the trailer that pissed people off. Yeah. Because it's kind of like this jovial thing, but... But, but, and I would argue, and many of have argued before me, uh, that, you know, he was a very charming individual, and that's what they're trying to convey. Exactly and I'm sure it's gonna to be dark. It's not like. It's really good, actually. And I was. Th- um, oh, the movie. You're yeah. About the movie? Well, oh, yeah, okay, the yeah. Ted, with the Zach I thought Efron. you were talking about the Ted Bundy tapes, like the series. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm talking about the, te- yeah, the tough, te- uh, Zach Efron's the gonna movie, be playing. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. I don't know, like, people are weird, like, I guess, like, my friend, uh, a couple of my friends were talking about it, and I was like, it's like, it's like natural born killers never existed, because you want to talk about glorifying fucking serial killing. Seriously. Like, that movie was literally artistic serial killing. loved them. Right. You know, like, I mean, that's the sexiest Woody Harrelson's ever looked in his entire life to me, (laughs) I'm just like, oh. Kill me, daddy. Like, I'm Whole into it. Whole world's like, coming to an end, Mal. He's so fucking hot. <laughs> and he's not, though. Like, that's the thing. He's not attractive. But, like, as a serial murderer, I'm like, yes, please. Well, like, he's going to be doing the new uh, Zombieland. I know. I'm excited. Double, what is it called? Double, double tap. Double tap. Yeah. He's so, I love him, though. I think he's so cute. And I'm, like, watching all of, like, the 1998 
Will and Grace, and he's on Will and Grace like season four or whatever because he's dating Grace, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> he's so cute to me. I just He'll always be a, a, the guy on as in Cheers. He's just Mickey. Wasn't was he was he Woody in Cheers? I don't, I don't even remember. Know. I saw um, that when I was like a little kid. So fuck you guys for not I don't, knowing. Like I honestly though, I just want to like. What upsets me, I think, the most about it is I used to get fucking teased and called a fucking freak for being obsessed with serial killers, and now it's like the cool thing. Well, it's not now. It's it is like, and it isn't. Everybody's just like, oh, I'm so obsessed with serial murderers, and I know all these weird facts and blah blah blah, and then everyone thinks they're insightful and interesting, and I'm like, <laughs> Necro's people used actually, to tell me I was a fucking freak. Necro's actually really obsessed with uh, Manson. He's a Charles easy Manson. to be obsessed over. Like I understand that, and like I yeah. was like big time, and I had the the encyclopedia of serial killers, like this mm-hmm. giant ass fucking book. See, you're the fucking problem, Brittany. Well, no, I'm just and you know what? My mom <laughs> bought it for me. Yeah, like my mom knew that I Dude, was super. Uh, my into dad had that encyclopedia killers. thing too. There yeah. was like all these different it's volumes. Amazing. from like way back. It was an alphabetical order. Yes. It's yeah, amazing. I saw, they have I read like those. popular killers, non-popular killers, like killers from all over the fucking world. I used basically. to rank them. I used to put so them all I. over my wall. No, I'm kidding. Well, I, I did. I used to like, like in my little. I was weird. <laughs> like I was a fucking weirdo. Like I used to like have my favorites and then like your shrine, my shrine. Like it's fine. <laughs> I was never into Ted Bundy personally because he has a unibrow, so I don't understand that. I used to find like random cats in the neighborhood and then I'm, like I'm just no. <laughs> I don't know. I. The, Serial killer is interesting to me, and I used to know a whole bunch of fucking stupid facts and all the stuff, and, like, my mom asks me questions, like, because we've been watching the Ted Bundy thing, and she's like, how did he get caught again? How did this happen? How did this happen? Who was this? Blah, blah, Like, all these fucking in-depth questions, and I'm, like, rattling off all these answers to her, or I'm like, I don't know, because I don't know anymore. Like, it's yeah. all shit that I used to know, and she's like, you used to know all of this, what happened? <laughs> I don't know if it's weird <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that my your mom, mom is, is like... like you used to know all of these things about serial murderers, Brittany, and now you don't know anything. What's wrong with you? you she goes in the guest room and you, you see like a shrine with like a pig's blood all over the wall. No, she's a, she's and it's a like, Charles Manson. Like, she's got like fecal matter and it spells out Helter Skelter. And she's like jamming like fucking uh, the Beatles that backwards. Be hilarious. And she's like completely brainwashed by the Consider record playing like backwards. How adorable and small my mom is. <laughs> like that would be fantastic. But I don't know. I told her, I was like, mom, I smoke a bunch of pot now. I don't know what's going on in my life. <laughs> and she's like, no, you don't. I'm like, you're right, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have an excuse. Speaking of brainwashing, um, we're about to talk about two movies that might just turn you mad. But uh, before we do that, I think it might be that time. Horse shots. I just yell whore every time. Like I. Can- <laughs> Like I've I've given up. It's like we're it, it's it's like we're calling uh somebody like hey whore give us the shots you know like we're like calling out to them like some <laughs> and they come flying in with like drinks in their hand yes sir <laughs> would you do like sir <laughs> it's like, like a it's like away. a little fairy it's a little whore shot oh, fairy what kind of shot did you like? poison poison oh, yes. <laughs> All right. I want uh, mine to be weird. We're, yeah, we're being weird today. I want mine to come in with like a limp. Like, <laughs> like fucking downtrodden, like, fucking like the, broken like wing. The, the plane or whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He might be. No. Might, I want mine to look like Igor from Nightmare Before Christmas. That's okay. what I want. He's All like right. got big old fucking froggy bug eyes and eats dog treats and has two <laughs> teeth and walks in with a fucking limp. Like, oh, the plans. And I'm like, holy shit. So you're saying you hate midgets? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not all what I'm saying. <laughs> I just had to say yeah because <laughs> it was really fitting to your question. <laughs> that's fucked up, Brittany. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, but yes in other non-offensive things we have a shot based on one of the movies that we did this week and uh um boy uh we you guys are really gonna want to stick around for uh at least (laughs) one of these um both of them if you're a legend but so this week we watched you know the howling new moon rising and howling reborn i figured the only thing that'll make this the howling new moon rising better was to make a shot for good old pappy <laughs> oh pappy pappy oh that was like my dad's one of my dad's best friends growing up i love that old man his name was I pappy? Him santa yeah but he looked like santa claus so i called him santa but his name was pappy well you're gonna like this name of the shot then because it's i'll tell you what's in it first and then we're gonna well maybe i should say what it is i wish we actually had so it. in the movie uh howling new moon rising which is part seven There is a guy named Pappy who runs a bar with his wife and they sing songs to each other throughout the whole fucking thing, by the way. But he's out back in the middle of this movie cooking chili and someone drives off and gets dirt in it. (laughs) And it was like this really ridiculously (laughs) unnecessary fucking point in the movie because this movie's totally all over the fucking place. But they get dirt in the chili and he's all mad. And I thought, what better way to celebrate this insanely terrible movie by having a shot named Pappy's Dirt Chili. Pappy's Dirt Chili. And what is in a Pappy's Dirt Chili, you might be asking, Brittany, friends, listeners? <laughs> it is. You're going to put in one. This is a chilled shot, so you're going to want to put this in a container. You put a, an ounce, one ounce of Bloody Mary mix, one ounce of Fireball, and one ounce of hottest, the hottest hot sauce that you could find. Ew. Uh, you know, whatever you can, you could find or muster, you, you're gonna want, when I mean not the hottest, you wanna die. Cause an ounce is a fucking lot. You don't wanna die. But this is gonna be a really spicy shot, but, um, you know, the, the, the fireball and the Bloody Mary mix should mix it up. You can make about three drinks with this, by the way. So you it's not pop- like you're drinking one ounce of fucking hot sauce. But you take those, you mix them in the shaker with ice. You top it with terminado sugar, which is basically just raw sugar. It's like the heaviest sugar crystals Mm -hmm. to simulate dirt. Put a little bit of raw sugar on top after you pour it in the glass. You can even rim the shot if you like. Uh, yeah, I can. Just, you know, wet it and then put the sugar on it. Put your whole mouth around it. Yeah, I think that might even be better than putting it in the drink. I think so. Sweet and spicy. Then when you shoot it, you say, I said I wanted some goddamn water. And then drink it anyway. <laughs> what is it? There's dirt in your chili. <laughs> yeah, there's dirt in your chili there, Pappy. Now, God damn it. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> He's so cute, too. I loved it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you guys would love to take a Pappy's Dirt Chili shot, all you have to do is go to Long Live the Void and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Now, that's it for horror shots. All right, guys. Pull down your pants, shimmy down those whitey tighties, and get ready. For our flesh and potatoes of Howling, New Moon Rising, and Howling Reborn. Right now. All right, guys, so we're finally here. 
to close out this godforsaken franchise. <laughs> Thank fucking God. <laughs> I hate it so much. There are very few franchises that I would shake a fist at, and even fewer that I would shoot myself in the face with a loaded <laughs> shotgun with. And The Howling has been that such franchise. I can't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so stoked to be done with it, but I was like also so angry that I had to watch it, yeah. watch I, more of it. I, when I, when I, I wrote something on Twitter about this one, I was like, I, I misspelled everything when I posted it. I spelled Howling with like two L's. And then I was like covering it up. I was like, yeah, and I know it's misspelled because I'm shaking with anger. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not true, by the no. way, guys. Spoiler alert. Here's me. <laughs> so this, the first one, we're going to go in order for part seven, which is Howling New Moon Rising, which came out in 1995. The story is a number of brutal werewolf-like slayings begin occurring in a small California town after the arrival of an unfamiliar motorcyclist. And all of the most boring things happen after that. Yeah. The tagline for this movie is somewhere out there. A new terror is breeding. Is it? I guess. I just felt... It should have been like, somewhere out there, a person watching this is dying. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere out there, someone has blown their brains out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Fuck, man. I was, it's like the longest movie ever. Yeah. And it's not. It's like only barely an hour and a half. Oh, it, it felt like eternity. It's feel, it's like felt, if there was a movie in hell that they made you watch. This is it. This is probably on the on the shelf. It's, it's one of those like recurring Yeah, movies. this is a high renter down in hell. I swear to God. I people, swear to God. people, I don't know if they love it or they just go crazy. Hitler loves to watch it while yeah. we shove the pineapple up his ass. <laughs> like, it's his favorite. Heads up on this film too, by the way, guys. It's, it's never been released on DVD, only VHS. And it was very hard to track down for us but we found it through means of ways that uh magical btv style good lord i spent two fucking hours trying to get it to work today yeah so i was like i can't if you <laughs> can take if, if you guys can take a hint you can figure it out but i mean i don't feel so bad when you can't actually get a copy like it's like vhs and i think those might be going for a lot of money which god knows why uh, but this one is directed and written by Clive Turner, who actually wrote and directed Howling 4, the original Nightmare, one of our most favorite movies of all time. <laughs> and he wrote Howling 5, The Rebirth, which you didn't mind so much, as I recall. It was the better of the two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, well. What was that, four We watched five? five and six, and then you, yeah, you had to watch three and four. That's right. Yeah. So, but Howling 4 was one that I was like pretty upset about uh he's also produced both lawnmower man movies as well interesting yes i did not know that <laughs> yes <laughs> um it's also directed by roger nall who is actually a big visual effects guy really he's done a ton of movies in that department anyway like the crow salvation exit wounds elvira's haunted hills the omen remake blood diamond aragon night skies species the awakening hmm. i'm just thinking of that fucking video the the, the hobbits video Aragorn! oh my god <laughs> you remember that <laughs> yeah so, I, I didn't want to get too bad but yeah i think it's called retarded hobbits is the name I of the so. thing but they just slow everything down um but anyway so great he also worked on night skies species the awakening dark moon rising bad milo and a lot more but those are some of the more notable Dark. ones. We watched that Dark Moon Rising, didn't we? Uh, I have never seen it, I don't no, think. Yeah. I'm wrong. It's not part of this franchise. I'm thinking anyway. of something else. 
But Roger Nall was actually director of Howling New Moon Rising, but Clive Turner kept telling him what to do, so it kind of became his film. (laughs) And Turner's name replaced Nall on the directing credits. Funny how that happens. Plus, he, uh, funny fact, actually starred in this movie as Ted. Oh, fuck. That makes sense. Yeah, he's actually, Clive Turner did, anyway. Not not Roger Nall. Does he have an Australian accent? He has a British accent. But he plays an Australian? I don't know. Like, you're thinking of the part five where they did that. But yeah, there's uh, John Ramson, who is the detective. Um, by the way, I'm just going to spoil some of the trivia here for you guys, so this will better explain why. But uh, since Clive Turner has always wrestled people for control of his films, basically having John Hugh uh, direct Howling for the original Nightmare in 88, and then reshooting over half the film because Hugh wasn't hired to do the film, he thought he needed to be done. <laughs> he decided to make his own Howling movie and star in it. And why not have it take place at one of his favorite towns, Pioneer Town, and get all the actual locals to act in it? Good idea, right, guys? Yeah. So pretty much everybody in this movie has uh, really never done too, too much else um, other than Clive Turner. Um, there are a few that have a couple of things, um, but I didn't want to go through it because I really don't care. Um, <laughs> no, I, there is a lot, but I, my notes got fucked up, so you're just going to have to deal with it this week, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just going to go through the names, not necessarily what the movies they did this week. So we got John Ramston, who plays the detective. Uh, they just call him the detective or the inspector, actually. Uh, they got Ernest Keister. Uh, who plays Ernie, Clive Turner, who plays Ted Smith, the motorcyclist from out of town, uh, the British guy, essentially. The motorcyclist from out of town. You got John Huff, who plays Father John, who's intense as fuck. Uh, Elizabeth She, by the way, is in this movie. She plays Mary Lou. Uh, she was, of course, in The Howling, The Freaks, and The Rebirth, uh, so five and six. And uh, also stars Jacqueline Armitage, who plays Jacqueline. Uh, she's never been in anything else, and there's plenty of more of that where that came from. So, Brittany, I am dying to know how much pain and suffering you went through while watching this movie. <laughs> Please okay. tell us your thoughts. Um, <clears throat> so, I was mostly just confused <laughs> as to what I was watching, because I didn't feel like this was a, a horror movie, for one. Right. Um, You know, a lot of points when you're watching it, it's doesn't even feel like it's a continuation of this franchise at all. Right. It's it's there's so many moving parts to it, but none of them go anywhere. There's no fucking point <laughs> to any of it. Right. It mostly feels like I'm just watching some fucking like old-timey western show about a shitty bar like Cheers yeah. or something. Like I don't know. It's it was it's fucking weird and it feels like it's from the 80s. It doesn't feel like it's 90s at all. It feels super 80s to or me. Or even like, earlier. Yeah, like it just it just feels like it Literally 1980 is what it's like feels like to me when I'm watching it. Like, but like I fucking hate country music. <laughs> like I hate country bars. Like everything <gasps> about it is super irritating to me. So fucking terrorist. Yeah, America. <laughs> um, but I also was getting confused because I know it's California because they mentioned Barstow like 17 times, and I know that's California. Right. But then they also like sing about Texas. And I'm like deep in the heart of it, or yeah, like I'm like, what in the hell is happening here? I'm like, are you in fucking Texas or California? What's going on? And then you've got like an Australian dude with long hair. I don't, I don't think he's Australian. I don't I think fucking he's, know what he I is. I think he's British. It but... sounds Australian to me. Yeah, maybe. But who knows? And I don't, I don't understand his purpose in this story. I don't understand the purpose of the fucking 
uh, father or whatever, the pa- like whatever he is. Right. And the cop that I didn't know was a cop until midway through the movie. <laughs> I just thought he was having a weird conversation with some weird old dude and I didn't understand what was going on. And then these like ridiculous ash fl- like these weird flashbacks to like the previous movies. Two of them. Yes, they were yeah, and there's some trivia on that by the way. They're trying to tie it in. <laughs> and it's like half of the movie is bits and pieces from other m- movies that yeah. they're throwing in here. I don't know. Everything was so disconnected and disjointed and I didn't understand what I was watching. So I feel like that's the like the most frustrating thing for me watching this is I didn't understand what was going on or what I, what am I supposed to be getting from this other than it really fucking irritated. <laughs> um and I don't know. My, the, I have like one part that I will never forget because I'm a 12 year old and I think it's hilarious. So yeah. there's like one part that's going to stick with me for forever. But <laughs> and I'm so glad it happened because I laughed for like 20 minutes, like when I didn't need to. But. Yeah, it's definitely not with it kind of thing. No. Or okay, now I'm it was, curious. It was. It was like it was a with it and an at it, but it was just so stupid. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just honestly like I. I feel like they did a shitty job of trying to explain what's going on or like the direction that they're trying to go with with this movie. I still don't know. Like I'm so confused, and I tried. Like I actually paid attention. I didn't fall asleep. I'm proud of myself. Because with all the other <laughs> I'm ones, I'm proud of you too. Baby. All the other ones, I've fallen asleep watching <laughs> at least once Some and had to go ones, back, yeah. like and tur- and like rewatch it again later. And I'm like, fuck, man. This one, I stayed completely focused and awake, and I don't know how. Maybe the the way you're balling your fists out of anger. Probably. <laughs> Probably like I have. You're digging have, nails I into I your hands. Scars. <laughs> I can't. My my hands hurt. Like <laughs> so mad. <laughs> I'm seriously like. I hated you that entire hour and a half. Was, Did you find anything just, redeeming out of it? No, I'm okay. <laughs> so fucking literally not. All right, I was literally <laughs> sitting there, fucking cursing you for an hour and a half, like so fucking angry. Fucking Alex. Like this fucking movie is like the entire month of January. I'm like, not gonna. I wasn't gonna suffer through this fucking piece of shit. I know it's you. fine, but like it's literally been like it, it's like this month. Like this month has felt like an entire fucking year has gone by. Like and it's still not over. <laughs> And I, that's how this movie felt to me. Like, I was like, oh, it's got to be close, man. It's got to be close. And I'd, like, pause it real quick, and it's all 38 more minutes. And I'm like, fuck me. Like, what is happening? I've been here for six days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. If I hear another fucking country song, I'm going to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I think we found the contender for, you know, one of the worst in the franchise. Good fucking lord. Which is definitely number four. Uh, it's a, it's It was a tough tie for me a little bit because both of them are tragically bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, four uh, was real bad. I mean, because, like, good lord, this fucking movie is, like, all over the fucking place. Like I said before, tonally, it's just fucked. Like, I just don't even understand what the point of it is. It's almost like... It's hard to explain, but I'll try my best here. It feels kind of like it's intentionally wanting to be a fun little TV movie from the 70s. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it wanted to be Smokey and the Bandit sort of feel with like a tiny backdrop of werewolves and a whodunit theme. You know what I mean? But, yeah, that's but, a good way to put it. But it's not like it's done in like the most like non-horror way possible. Literally. Like it's being told by a church lady. Like it's her fascination that she had to do like 50 million Hail Mary is just for thinking about because it's so not dirty or dark or fucked up. It's so, yeah. And that, that makes perfect sense to like put it that way because it's just, it, oh, it's so weird. It makes no sense. It, it's, it's pretty terrible and the acting is a really hard sit. It wasn't that bad to be honest, oh. especially like when, like, like hearing what you were saying about how like, 
most of these people haven't done anything or didn't go on to do anything. It's like their first like time doing anything movie related or whatever. Yeah, I like, mean it could have been worse. Could have been guess. way worse. It did. A lot of it felt you know forced, like they're reading off lines or whatever. But at the same time, like I've seen worse acting in like major budget pictures. So right. I, I don't know. Well, if you got time to waste, guys, I'd say check it out, but only after you've written a thesis on parts four and five, because this movie holds those movies as canon for the whole fucking story. So if you miss those movies, you might as well just say, fuck it. I'm not, I don't even know what's going on at this point. Um, but they kind of fill you in on that, but it, it kind of treats it like it's these movies were like the Bible. These were the best chapters in the Bible. And we're going to, we're going to take you on an adventure for part seven here. Um, but you will be lost if you if you don't actually watch those movies. So trust me, if you want to go down this hole, do that first. Watch four, five, and seven. Um, but it's 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 to me it was a little perplexing because it sounds more like someone was just unwilling to let go of their bad ideas in this movie. Like which I simultaneously love and hate Clive Turner for this. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean because I love them for pushing through but i hate them for making me sit through it right (laughs) if that makes sense he totally feels like a fucking stubborn child made a movie it it is kind of like but you know what's so weird though is that in some weird way because like i guarantee you that they're all nice people oh absolutely do you know what i mean yeah but they're just delusional You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, it's like, like I feel like they're really nice people. Everybody that was in this movie is like, seems like a, like family yeah. in a way. Yeah. But in the same respect, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to burn your town to the ground. Yes. <laughs> I will never, if I drive through Pioneer Town, I'm just kidding. I'm burning it. No. Like, <laughs> don't, don't incriminate yourself. The but the movie is void of any gore or humor, in my opinion, in, in the way that it's like, there's one. One there is there part is part of humor. There's funny things in it, that, and you're like, why, why, <laughs> why though? I would, I would love to push it in the so bad it's good category. Oh but, God, no, you can't. But it's so mundane it's- and average that it's not a good horror movie at all. It's not a horror movie. So I'm sure you could riff on it pretty good if the right people did it. But unless you just got like out of a funeral and plan on laughing at just about anything because the day sucks, then I really wouldn't watch it. Like <laughs> I'd say move on, listen to us, break it down in the fucking spoiler second, uh, spoiler section, because, you know, this isn't a shadow of the first film. In fact, I think this movie makes part two and three seem like masterpieces you know what i mean yeah and i don't i just don't understand why parts four and seven are attached to this franchise like it makes no fucking sense to me why anyone would green light this shit i i just i don't get it i don't get how aids attached to it either i mean other than not liking this movie some ways it was slightly better than the fourth one slightly i feel like it was a little bit more tolerable than the fourth one maybe i don't know how because this was i would rather go to a fucking Catholic church on a Sunday mm-hmm. and sit through that shit, then fucking watch this movie ever again. It was it was super tough for me to pick the shiniest shit log in the septic tank and hold it up, <laughs> you know, with my bare hands, <laughs> with greasy peanutty log in my hand, and say, this is the best hilarious. peanutty log in the budge. <laughs> 
You know, yes, I wrote it down. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's where your brain went, and they're just like, I need to, I need to write this down. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I would probably have to say that this movie is probably worse thus far out of the entire franchise. It barely has a shred of a werewolf in it, except for it's showing some previous films werewolf slyly put in there as if to make it feel like it was part of this movie, fresh and new. But they really just borrowed from one of the other movies. Oh no, this one has like the literal worst. Transformation, yeah. Ever. Mm -hmm. I've ever seen in any fucking werewolf Well, it's in that 90s vein, so they were doing a lot of that morphing shit that they would do. Like, they kind of did. I think it was in that Stephen King Sleepwalkers movie, Mm -hmm. which was really bad, too. Like, if you guys have seen (laughs) that. Uh, I don't, I, I don't mind that movie compared to this. It's fucking amazing. Um, but I'd have to give part four the, the winner in the showdown of who's the better movie of the, of four and seven though. A movie I thought was the worst movie, one of the worst movies ever made, at least in the franchise at the very least. But I finally found one that beat it in the terrible area. So the only reason I'm actually giving it to part four, by the way, is because that cool ass melty scene. In that it. scene's dope. Right. Yeah. That in itself is worth just owning the movie just for that scene alone. Yeah. Um, but that's the redeeming quality of that movie. Like right there. Right. And, it, and to be fair, you know, I'm not a huge werewolf movie fan and it's not like I'm just trying to shit on movies for no reason. Like I actually take quite pride in the movies that I watch and try to give each of them their fair stance but while i'm taking notes while watching the movie anything goes you know what i mean i come in at every movie and i was telling this to kyle i think the best way to review a movie is to come in on it like it's an average film Mm -hmm. and if it's good it pushes you one way if it's bad in certain parts it pushes you back the other way you know what i mean and it's like this toss and it's like the needle kind of like when you like do your internet check speeds to see how (laughs) fast it is it kind of like bounces a little bit and you figure it out but i'm baffled right now and i'm kind of sad that i watch this film uh it's upsetting hour and a half back it's upsetting i I gave the the part four two middle fingers up and this one only gets one (laughs) i'm sorry to those of you who love this film but may god have mercy on your fucking souls (laughs) because it's terrible it's terrible (laughs) Uh, there is some trivia on this film by the way guys amazing uh, there wasn't a lot. I did do some fucking searching, but I mean, for a movie that you can't even find on VHS barely. Yeah, I was from, that's why I'm surprised there's anything. To be yeah, honest. it's, it's, I mean, you could probably find it somewhere. Somebody, I would think most of the copies got burned in the, to save humanity, <laughs> but I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> there might one be one floating around like some forest, some fucking The Ring video. And when you put it on, like they, some now we have Pappy calls you up from the dead and he's like, You got seven days, motherfucker. Did you put dirt in my chili? I was just Click. Say, you put dirt in my chili. Prepare to die, bitch. And that's just it. And I'm like, Oh my God, why? So the original idea, and this is what. It means it could have been even worse um, because they've done this in the <laughs> franchise. But the original idea by Clive Turner was to make the film entirely out of footage from Howling 4, the original Nightmare, one of the worst movies, and Howling 5, the rebirth, and Howling 6, the freaks. The idea was only half used in the final film for some of the flashbacks, as we talked about. Good Lord. Can you imagine? Like, who does that? That sounds like the worst salesman, like someone's ripping you off. Would have been terrible. I'm glad yeah. that they at least tried. 
A funny little fun fact that I found about this film as well is that TV Guide remarked that the film was a new low for the franchise. <laughs> uh, Dread Central at the time gave the film a negative review, liking it to Mystery Science Theater 3000 fare. Uh, Bloody Disgusting also gave a negative review, stating that the film ranks right up there with Troll 2 as the most hilarious bad movie ever made. I have to disagree. <laughs> I think it's just the worst movie ever made. It's not hilarious. Like- <laughs> I mean, if if it was like my buddy in my neighborhood who grabbed his camera and decided to make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's part of a franchise that's supposed to try to attempt to be better than the rest, no. They didn't even fucking try. No, like, I didn't there, feel like there's it. There's no attempt here. Yeah. The shittiest, poorest attempt to tie it into this franchise. Like, they wanted to make some weird fucking movie about some weird town of people that sing country songs and line dance and do weird shit that makes no sense. Well, And there's so many fucking characters, there's dude. There's too like, many fucking I, people, I and they all look the same. I picture when they were when Clive and everybody was writing this or whatever, he was like, this is it, guys. I'm going to write you in. I'm going to write you in. He's like fucking Oprah with the parts in the fucking movie. You're going to get a, a role, and you're going to get a role, and you're going to get a role. And they're like, how about some drinks, partner? Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just... <sighs> but but it is really hard to follow, and that's the thing. It's like nobody pays that close of attention on a movie, especially this movie, yeah. of all movies. You like, can't. Like, even films that are in better class of them that try to get too fucking into it, like, they don't get this fucking intricate with all the characters. Like, they, every person that was on this film was like their family, and they treated him as such, which is I kind of admire him for, so I don't hate them on a personal level but no. i just hate the film i think it's the best way to really kind of explain this tr- atrocity as well as best as possible is to kind of retell um some of the parts in the movie to kind of explain as best we can because i didn't want to watch this twice god no but i did take some pretty extensive notes but so if you don't want anything spoiled and trust me i'm saving you time let like us, no joke spoil it for you let us spoil it for you because it's going to be a hell of a lot better than watching it on your own um the whole movie opens up to a group of guys on the side of a road looking at a mangled up fucking corpse and apparently they're cops you know you see this dried up corpse and i'm like okay that's not that doesn't look like anything a werewolf would do so i don't really understand what the fuck the point is right so you're immediately confused it is a little confusing and then a guy pulls up Obviously, someone higher up the chain on the police force. And one of the other guys says, he's dead, inspector. And the inspector looks at him and he's like, very good, Watson. And then walks back to his car and shuts the door and it's like, bam, credits. Like, that was the stinger to get you involved in the movie. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, I don't. You know how they always like try to like, like. You know, hang the carrot on the stick in the beginning to kind of lead you through the story. That was not even a carrot. No, there was no stick. There was no string. That was, there was no carrot. That was Clive Turner's career dead. Be- oh my God. Next scene you see is a British guy pulling up on his bike. They have a lot of this country music, rock music, whatever. Or Australian. It's yet to be determined. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's British, but. I thought, I swear she asked about like Australia in the movie. You too. might be I right because they do allude to that later on. They, cause when they tell the story of how it's all connected, yeah. they talk about the guy in part five who was, in fact, Australian. And apparently that was Clive Turner in the movie. Yeah. I don't know. He was the like wisecracking 
guy that was in part five in the castle. But anyway, he pulls up on his bike with long hair. Uh, He kind of, in a weird way, reminds me of uh, what's his name from KNB effects uh who worked on the walking dead oh my god greg nicotero yeah he yeah. kind of looks like greg a little i don't want to like greg's probably hotter you know just because yeah, he's, no, he's not, well <laughs> he's not a bad looking guy no but i'm just saying like and i love his long red to, hair to kind of picture <laughs> like he's kind of sexy yeah the, to make you picture it you know what i mean but he he plays the lead role essentially clive turner does the director and they're you know arguing about not having george jones on the jukebox oh my god i have never heard the name george jones used i listen so many fucking times i know it's like he it was like his love letter to george jones holy shit it really was it yeah. was like man this guy really fucking loves george jones well like, like i almost wonder if like clive turner was like you know one of those you know british guys that is just really enamored with fucking american like country history music? and country and shit like that and so he's like you know overdoing it a little bit uh, but they're arguing about not having george jones on the jukebox and the bartender's like what's the matter why don't what, what's it with you and george jones we got everything else and he's like yeah but george jones is good and he's like who knows george jones and they're all talking about george jones over and over and they start saying a, like some of his lyrics i guess from one of his songs i actually watched some of his videos though just to see <laughs> like on youtube because i was curious i'm like is this a real guy like yes. it has to be anyway so the one of the patrons is like being all sassy about it and one of the girls i guess said something but it didn't make sense he's all like the only thing you know about country music is the, the first, first four, four letters. letters to the lady i'm like what and then as they're arguing she's like i could also count to 86 if you want insinuating that she was going to kick him out that of the was fucking funny, bar actually i laughed really hard yeah I was she's like, like okay. i can count too up to 86 and i was like oh damn gina <laughs> <laughs> Then the onslaught of really bad jokes, and I wrote this down word for word, okay? Um, I figured you did, yes. or you would have, because I almost did. I, I had like, to, I because it is a did. feat in film <laughs> that I just could not pass. But they get on an onslaught by a rash of insanely bad jokes by the British guy and friends around uh, about a different ailments. And he's like, I should be all right, but I might have a little arthritis. <laughs> he's like, and then the bartender's like... A little further down your leg and you might get pneumonia. And then the one of the patrons says, hell, I'd be more worried about small cocks. <laughs> and the British guy says, well, I'm already pretty lucky there. I've already had diphtheria. Diphtheria. What? Yeah. I stood up and went to my gun safe and loaded <laughs> my gun. Like we we already know what kind of fucking shit we're in for. So I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually don't have I'm a gun safe. <laughs> I'm gonna save myself the time, Good dude. That was Lord. really bad. I was like, uh, it's terrible. I just sat there in disbelief for like five minutes. Well, it's like, like if they would happening, if they would have done one joke, like okay, move on to the next thing. But no, they had to put in like four, right? And then they continue on with this weird shit of like. They start with the one dude sitting, the one dude that does not look like he belongs there at all. Right, He's the guy like with the, the glasses, fat, Brock. Yeah. His name is Brock. Brock. Yeah. yeah, fat nerdy dude doesn't look like he fucking belongs there. He's sitting there and he's sipping on his shot, which pussy, pussy. Wow, I taking mean, a little sip of his shot and then takes a sip of his hey beer. Hey man, you got to give him credit. Takes a little sip and takes a little, and then the other guy comes and sits down next to him and they start the whole sequence over again and they're both doing the same thing at the same time. Right, and then a third guy comes. That up. was later on. 
this is not that further past like yeah because they 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 uh they did that i wrote that down too oh my god i don't understand what the fuck was going on with they that they were doing some weird like, montage thing that's what it was it was like a cheers moment or something yeah. it was weird it was like a, a wasted fucking five minutes that i will never get back in my life which <laughs> is so sad well so then so then you 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 meet the inspector again the one that showed up in the beginning of the very first of the movie and he contacts a priest father john because you know the priest should know i guess about <laughs> apparently they know whatever everything. you know crime is happening and why there's a dead body on the side of the road uh which is weird i'm gonna consult the father yeah but the father john guy says it's a werewolf without a doubt just like right off the bat yeah. and, and, the, and the inspector kept going oh i'm gonna have to sit down for this tale you know like like <laughs> i'm gonna put up with this like i would have been like all right i'm out of here you crazy fuck um but the inspector's like well my day just got a lot worse <laughs> We feel you, Inspector. We really do. Word. <laughs> I feel your pain, brother. Sure did. Sure did. Uh, oh, man. That man aged, like, by scene. Oh, yeah. It might have taken a while to make it, huh? Like, every time, like, they come back to him, I swear he's 10 years older. Yeah, they put him in, like, a, a hospital bed by the end of the movie. He's still taking his last <laughs> breath. Yeah. They're, like, the, rolling him around. The fucking priest is giving him his last rites, like... <laughs> As he's eating pudding. I'm about to fucking die. Oh my god, Brittany. <laughs> like, he's eating pudding. Yeah, with no teeth. Like that's all he that's his last meal because he can't chew anything else. Like he's just going he's dying. I just I just thought it was funny, like their whole engagement. And then then you go back to the bar because the British guy asked for work at the bar. That was the whole point yeah, of him can't showing pay up. You much. But we can give you you know give you a little food and a place to sleep or whatever. That's the best offer I've had today. Very easily. <laughs> That's the best offer I've had today. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to be accurate here, okay? No, sorry. <laughs> but the but then that's where the montage you were talking about. Oh yeah, you're right. It, it includes him cleaning the floor oh. with a sombrero, with a dancing line. Like yes. all the people in the place the are like line or some doing shit. a oh no line dancing. Yeah, yeah. It's like like they were doing like while they were cleaning, and then they find a bug on the floor, and they're all stomping on it like. <laughs> In this fucking weird fucking moment, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, super fucking strange. And that was the scene right after that was the scene where the few guys are drinking at the bar in unison. It starts with Brock, then the fucking Ted guy comes in, the, the British guy, and then some other guy, and they're all drinking and taking a shot at the same time. Uh, and I'm like, is this even necessary? No. Like, what is going on? I'll answer that. It's no. It's not no, even it's not. like... It's totally, that's what I don't understand. This is supposed to be a horror movie. Like, I don't understand. Anyway, the Father John guy shows back up, of course, and he tells of a factual, he calls it a factual (laughs) story to the inspector, not a supposition, quote unquote, by the way. (laughs) And he tells that the castle that Satan had taken under his wing, that they tried to burn it down in, like, Hungary or some shit well, uh, like that. Budapest. Yeah, it was no, a Budapest or yeah, something? I, I don't like know. Ca- I swear I feel like they kept saying <laughs> Budapest. He even went as far as to say that the communism kicked in uh, kicked in, and people came to the to tour the castle, which I'm like, wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even understand what's happening right now. <laughs> like, what are you saying? And right apparently now? people got lost in the tunnels because the storm caused the tunnels to collapse, and that's the story they said anyway. <laughs> but this is like they're referencing part five of the howling first before part four so it's kind of weird then they uh father john lays a little too much on the inspector so he's like well i gotta go digest this for tonight and uh he's like well where are you going he's like i'm going to the bar (laughs) 
It's like, oh, he's a good old boy. <laughs> then uh, Ted has to kick out a patron, which happens to be his buddy. They show like an earlier scene or something like that with him hanging out with each other, who, by the way, he slaps on the back of the head all the time. Did you notice that? Like, you fucking idiot. Like, it's this camaraderie thing. It's like synthetic camaraderie. But anyway, he kicks out this patron who was drunk sleeping at a table. And when he exits, Ted's like, what the hell are you doing in there, man? It's like, the guy's like, why? Uh, Why don't I tell them what you really are? And then you see the, like, red wolf of vision Mm -hmm. hunting a deer. And it turns to hunger for a human where this lady who's, like, got her chest kind of exposed... She looks like Dolly Parton or something, I guess. <laughs> she like comes out and then it kills the guy that she's next to, I guess. Which, you know, they got like red ketchup on this chest, you know, like that kind of treatment. And you see his body get dragged away. But the wolf of vision that they did, the werewolf vision was like so red. I couldn't see. You can't see, see anything. Anything. Yeah. Like it was terrible, which I was like trying to make out what was happening. Yeah, I literally, I couldn't. So I, I, I'm glad that you were able to make out something because I couldn't make anything out between like the shitty quality that it was like for me to watch anyway on right. my computer. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Well, and then they find the dead body the next day, which is this bartender's, the, the woman who is the wife of Pappy, who, who sings and also runs the bar. Mm. And she's like somehow sleuthing around to, to try to get answers at the hotel, which makes no sense. But it, it, the guy that died is the guy that he kicked out. Mm-hmm. And so they think Ted is the reason, you know, that it, all these people are dying. It starts to kind of like pile up. Oh, I, I thought guess. he was like, he went missing. Did I don't remember missing or the something. The movie's first? pretty fucking hard to follow. A, I remember him saying he went missing. They found his ID in like his pocket or something, but they never found a body for that dude. Well, he was like missing or something. Possibly shit. on that part, but I know that they were trying to definitely make Ted look like the killer. Oh yeah, they thought it was him, and that's why they like check his hotel room. And right. Shit. And he catches them. Well, he knows well, they're doing it. They show like Ted like opening a case full of money and like being all shady about it, which was kind of weird. Uh, and then I, I don't know why Father John is always in this fucking picture. Like he's always constantly talking to the fucking inspector. I'm like, don't you think that you could ask the people around the dead bodies? questions instead of father john all the time do your job right so he's telling telling the rest of the story of part five again and what happened that fateful night that mary lou made the final choice into who she was going to shoot because at the end of fucking that movie she is like oh who do i shoot because who's the werewolf and then you find out she's the werewolf big spoiler alert there um but um it's where it starts to get really muddled up. For yeah, me. because he makes it a point to say that she made the wrong choice. Yeah, with whoever she shot, and then I was like, "But I thought she was supposed to be the werewolf, right?" So what the fuck are you trying to say to me? Right Maybe now? he was just wrong about it. I, I, I think don't know. So. Like I don't know what the fuck was going on. And then like, is it even her? The same person? Like later on, um, Mary Lou or whoever the fuck that was? No, there was the know. chick was from confused. Part Four, Mary Lou Ann or Mary Ann or something. Marie. Shit. Marie. Marie Ann. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, like, she shows up. But, like, the way that they piece this fucking movie together, guys, is just so terrible. So you don't really understand what's going on, but there's so many characters in the film, it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. So it really just confusing to me and anybody who watch it. And we're intently oh, watching this film. Yeah. Like, we're intently trying to figure out what's going on because we have to fucking review it. So, like, if you can imagine, if we don't even know, then who the fuck does? Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think they do. No. <laughs> 
But he talks about Mary Lou's back essentially somehow. And he doesn't really say how or anything, but he's alluding to that. So, you know, he tells him that it's been three years since that castle and it takes three years for a werewolf to mature. And the date coincides with a full moon. <laughs> but he heeds, you know, the inspector uh, warning sort of. Um, but during all this, Cheryl, this other girl who out of the blue, I have no idea where she is or where she comes from, is kind of like hot for Ted or always up his ass and like trying to like sneak around to find out about him or something. Mm -hmm. And then she joins another bar worker, like you mentioned, to go through his shit to see if he's like whatever. And then he kind of oversees them going through his room, acting like coy and dumb. Yeah. But he doesn't know why they're doing it. So now it's time for another really bad joke um, for in the movie, by the way. Um, <laughs> Ted comes over to Brock. Brock says, hey, Ted, you into anything else other than George Jones? Oh, my God. Ted says, um, as a matter of fact, I'm into necrophilia, sadism, and bestiality. Brock says, oh, yeah? Ted says, yeah, I think uh, I'm fucking a dead horse. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's I I have to enjoy the the sort of uh darkness of it but like who would ever say that no one <laughs> like I think he's trying to mimic that country boy I think so mentality but it's like offensive yeah like, like insulting as yeah fuck. I'm a child like, rapist I'm a fucking <laughs> I partake in some pedophilia yeah. you know like I punch just... elderly and like what? Calm down. I punched my grandma in the taint earlier today. Yeah, I like to fuck corpses. You ever had one of them? <laughs> like a dead horse. <laughs> uh, a dead horse. Dead horse. Yeah. But anyway, they talk about George Jones way too fucking way much. Way too fucking much. And he, there's even a moment like after that that he talks to another patron about Elvis Costello did something with George Jones or something like, or he covered a track or something like that. I'm like, good lord, I man! Was literally, like, just leave George Jones alone. I thought they were gonna Please. dig up George Jones out of Fuck his grave him. and like prop him up in the middle of the fucking sing dance floor, sing a fucking ditty, put some strings on him, maybe fucking like sing Pinocchio or something. I've got two strings, but I'm not okay. <laughs> whatever <laughs> that's really bad it's totally disrespectful well he did say he was in a necrophilia so I, I, I really thought that was gonna happen i was like he's gonna fuck george jones in the butt <laughs> so now that there's the part where there's these two patrons that are making fun of ted calling him a and quote so you don't get mad at me guys a yeah. red-haired faggot and he comes over and he makes the uh makes a bet with them saying i bet i can drink that Oh, this part I did Drink. not understand at well, so, all. I did not know what was happening. So Ted, like, overhears, like, the British guy, Ted, like, overhears these guys calling him names and yeah. stuff. And he kind of, like, makes light of it and tries to be fun with them because they're patrons. And he's, like, just putting up with it. He's a nice guy. And then he's, like, he comes over and he's, like, they're talking about how smart. He's, like, oh, you think you're a smart guy, huh? And he was like, yeah, I think I'm a smart guy. Yeah, tell you what, I bet you I can drink this drink. And he pours like his beer in a shot glass on the table, puts his hat over it and says, I bet you I can drink that drink without touching my hat. And he's like, uh, and he was like, I ain't no fool. I ain't going to be no fool. You going to be a fool, Henry? And they put money down on the table and like, and, and then, and then Ted goes under the table and he's like, like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going under the table to drink it. And he's like, what? And so then the patron that was talking to him about Elvis Costello and George Jones slides a beer across the concrete floor. And then he starts drinking it. It comes back up, spits 
spits it into another empty glass. He's like, there you go. And they're like, hell no, you didn't drink that. And he lifts up the hat and then J- Ted grabs the cup that was under the hat and drinks it. He was like, see, told you I didn't have to touch the hat to drink it. Oh my God, I get it now. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I literally was like, I watched that scene twice and I didn't understand what happened. (laughs) I was like, 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 what is the bet and what are they doing? Like, why is he underneath the table? Why is he spitting that beer in that shot glass? I don't understand what's fucking going on. That's an old bar trick. Jesus. It's like like, an old bar game, you know? Apparently I just had to have you retell it to me like a three-year-old. Now I understand (laughs) what's going on. So essentially what happens then, because he, the the other two uh, guys get pissed off, they feel like they got ripped off. They're like, he cheated and they kicked him out of the bar. And he's like, we should kill him or something like that. And he's like, calm down, man. We don't need to. You don't need to go all that far. Mm-hmm. And uh, so later, Ted gets off work and the guy like attacks him and puts a knife to his throat, which now we see Red Wolf Vision again out of nowhere. And uh, and it's not Ted this time. Like you see the wolf like knock out Ted as he gets away. Yeah, I think he knocks out Ted first and then chases the guy with the knife and then rips his throat up but i couldn't really tell like because you can't see it Mm -mm. but it takes him to the next day to find the dead guy which the lady who runs the bar and who's the wife of pappy and uh sings you know all the time with him on stage is there with her friends and insists that they tell pappy about the dead body and she's like don't tell pappy and he and then she was like well maybe we should call the cops the police on this but then she says, this may be the dumbest or the smartest thing I've ever done, y'all, but just bury him. Like, what? <laughs> no. Well, and they find out, too, he's like on par- he's out on parole for murder or something. Right. And I'm like, what? Like, why wouldn't you call the cops? Like, I what know. are you covering it up? Because it'll look bad for business like, in the only bar in Pioneer Town? Yeah. No, don't tell Pap. He's already had one heart attack. And I'm like, oh, my God. Ain't nobody gonna not going to go get some goddamn beer at the Pioneer Town Saloon. Because that's the only place you can get shit faced. <laughs> so and get that, bit by a werewolf, apparently. Apparently. That, yeah, that whole exchange I didn't understand. It's just like... Just bury him. But I'm you, like, what? you also get to hear Wolf Howl after he gets ki- he gets and killed also, too. Like, if he's on fucking parole for murder, why would you just bury him? Because obviously his parole officer is gonna come looking for him. Right. You dumbass. This is when, by the way, we see the dirt chili scene. By the way, where someone draws this girl's like in a big ass, you know, jacked up truck. <laughs> and she sassed him something, and he's like, I think he's over there or something, and then... You know I'm cooking here. <laughs> and then she speeds off, and you see dirt in it, and then, like, that guy's like, hey, Pappy, I think there's dirt in your chili. <laughs> I, it gave me my favorite scene from this entire movie. So Which was I'm, what I, happened after I, it? Yes, so I am so fucking... So when Ted makes the chili? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. I'm so fucking happy for this moment. <laughs> So it was it so Ted made more chili or what? Yeah, Ted's out there taking over the chili because Pappy Pappy fucked up and couldn't get it. So he had to I don't know if he kept well, the dirt in. That would probably be like the movie anyway. Probably. Pappy didn't fuck up the chili, all right? That bitch in the head lifted truck <laughs> fucked up the chili. Pappy didn't do nothing. You stand up for Pappy. <laughs> Poor Pappy. Like I feel bad for Pappy. Anyway. So yeah, he fe- he gives chili to this. It was the dude with the strong ass accent, wasn't right, it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just like go. He walks away, and then just like basically shits his pants. Right. Yeah. He's like, you can have the rest of that. You know that bowl. My God. You hear him farting as he's, he's going just away. Like, 
And then the dude, like, Ted's, like, laughing. And the course. music's all country and happy. The music's fun. all, yeah. And then he just, like, he, he rips one, and then he like, goes a little bit further, rips another one, and then, like, rounds the corner into, like, the bar, rips another fucking fart, and then everybody from the bar leaves. <laughs> and they're all, yeah, like, you see three guys <laughs> run out. All, like, plugging their noses and shit, and, like, wafting the air around Cartoonishly. them. Cartoonishly. Like, it was so ridiculous. Dude, I half expected to hear Benny Hill music. It really Sorry. needed that fart joke, though. Like, it woke me up. Uh, like, it, it revised, like, like, revived me for a minute. I guess. Because but I was like, what in the fuck? Like, it was just... A, but it's like, this movie what? doesn't know what to be. Like, no, I know doesn't. I know it's like this good-hearted thing, but, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> no, it's so stupid. But um, I love farts, so... <laughs> so I was good. They, they, to to kind of get through this story a little bit more, Ted throws out some bloodied clothes that he finds, because he wakes up after getting attacked, and you would think that there's a dead guy on the fucking road, so why... Why wouldn't he have seen that when he went to bed? Mm-hmm. And then he's like throwing out his bloodied clothes or something. And I, they don't even really make sense of that. He has that, his, the guy that he knew, that one missing, he has his ID. They find his ID in his pocket. Yeah, because that girl goes out to the trash and just yeah. happens to find the one bag like, that he threw away. That's red paint. And she's like, red paint can cover up blood. And I'm like, what the fuck are you people talking about? <laughs> and then they find the ID. Of the missing dude. And they're like, why would it be in Ted's pocket? And oh, my God. <laughs> and then it's like these three, like, I just think chicks. of like, yeah, I think of like the HOA of the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're like, like the fucking annoying soccer moms. Right. But they, they're like, we should call the cops now. So then, then we get thrown back to Father John and, and he starts talking about Marie Adams from the fourth movie, uh, which is a really confusing timeline, but they reference, you know, part four a lot. And they tell the story of Richard, who turned into a puddle in that movie, you know, from apparently the girl's perspective, as she tells a story about the whole incident, like, why? Mm-hmm. Why, though? It's because they, like, thought they were being clever and trying to tie it in together. It really didn't even matter. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. They could have just said her name was Mary Lou and she was suspected killer or anything instead of this long, elaborate no reason to be in their movie. Yeah, none of that, like, none of Marie makes sense. Like, she doesn't need to be a part of it. And them retelling the shit from the fourth movie is not necessary. There's no fucking point to involving her in it at all. And they find a way to, like, sort of make it relevant, like, a little bit later on, but it still doesn't make any sense why it's fucking necessary. No, and Father John, of course, is, like, you know, he's always, like, attached to this, which you find out later is because he's somehow involved with trying to, like, sin, I I don't even know, like... I don't know. But they do talk about the British guy a little bit in that he was the guy that didn't actually die from part five. The guy that went out in the snow. Fell off the castle. Yeah. Yeah. And that he survived. Yeah. Right. And then he came to America to tour America. (laughs) And that's Ted, I guess, or something. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't because he's British and the other guy was Australian. I'm pretty sure he's Australian. It didn't make any sense. But I don't the, know. No, the guy Either in the part or. five is definitely Australian. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. Well, it anyway. Accents, but it doesn't matter, yeah. It doesn't, none of this makes any sense anyway, so it's like, who cares what but, his accent But this is. is when they decide that they should have a song break, of course, because, you know, why not? And it's a song about drugs and how there ain't no good. Everyone sings along around the fire. I think I'll sit here with my scription beer. beer. And never do drugs again. Like, I don't even remember how it goes, but 
Something like that. Just say nope to dope. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the police show up and they talk to to one of the lady bar sleuths and uh, say, we're going to find out if Ted's the killer. So he, uh, the cop knocks on Ted's door and takes him around back of the hotel. He shoves him in this room and forces Ted to suck his cock. And <laughs> I wish that's what it happened. It sounded kind of dark when I was saying I say wish that's that. what happened. It would have been more entertaining. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I was just kidding. He didn't do that. So the cop basically forces him in this room around the back and tries to make him confess into, you know, they get into a fight where Ted wins and he's screaming, you want more of this? But uh, more of this dick. <laughs> the cop's like ready to kill at this point. He pulls out his gun and, and then the lights go out and you hear a growl and they show the werewolf's face. This is the part where they show the werewolf face from part five, I believe. I think so. Five or four. One of the two. Anyway. They're all muddled together, like we said. But anyway, now the inspector shows up to apprehend Ted with Father John, who both think it's Ted, but apparently it's not. You know, Father John, the peaceful priest, shows Ted a silver bullet, too, like, like, you see this? <laughs> He's like, God damn, dude. Like, <laughs> fucking, what are you, shotgun preacher? Like, fucking calm down, dude. Uh, even this inspector says it's a little weird that a man of faith can kill a man because he's like always talking about killing Ted. Right. Like, because he knows that he's one. Father's like, he's not a man though. He's a clever wolf, I guess. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) So stupid. This is where I got really lost though. I don't fucking understand any of these movies enough for me to figure out what the fuck is actually fully going on, Mm -hmm. nor do I care because those are the yes respectfully the worst in the franchise but they keep ted holed up in the hotel and he attacks father john and cheryl helps him run away and like she confesses that she's not cheryl and that she's actually mary lou from budapest from part five the castle one yep and then the inspector comes and uh she well she like fires a gun at ted and it's like, pow, pow. And it's like, you think he's dead. And then, like, the inspector comes in. <laughs> he just, like, walks by next to him. He's too. like, hey there, Mary Lou. Not impactful whatsoever. He just literally, like, walks around him. Like, oh, hey. Hey, guys. Yeah, and then Ted's like, hey, we set you up. Because we knew that you were going to do this. Yeah, those are blanks. <laughs> yeah, those are blanks, by the way. And, uh, and then we get treated to one of the absolutely worst transformations in... <sighs> All of the franchise, or any film, pretty much, for that matter. Basically ever, yeah. I mean, it's pretty bad, because, one, they were transforming her face to a really bad... Like, cartoon wolf mask. Wolf mask, yeah. It was really laughable. It was like something you would buy at, like, you know, a toy store. Yeah, you guys can find this transition on YouTube, by the way. Yeah, I'll I'll include it... In the in the thing, and I'll be posting it on all our social yeah, media. It's like on there, literally, as like the worst wolf transformation ever, or something like that. Like it's so bad. Yeah, and that's that's they basically you like you see her change, but she busts her way th- out of the hotel room, and you hear gunshots. And the next scene is the bar and all the patrons and an in on another song for the sake of the film credits, you know, to roll. Yeah, like the whole town has silver bullets apparently, and like shoots her. Right. By the way, like that's how they kill this 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 girl and this werewolf. It's like all of a sudden the entire town knows what's going on and they all have silver bullets and shoot her. Yeah. 
And that's it. it. That's really it. And then they have Clive Turner come on stage and sing poorly with uh, the two other people who also sang kind of poorly, even though they're really nice people, it seems like. Yeah. Like, I just, there's something, like, family about them, like I keep saying, but, yeah. I, I pretty much started punching myself in the face at this point because I was like, oh, my God, I have spent more time on this movie than anyone should. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I, I still don't understand anything, but... Yeah, so that that's the uh, Howling New Moon Rising, by the way, guys. <laughs> if you ever want to see it, you don't have to now. You're yeah, we broke it down for you. You're welcome. Completely. Yeah. Yeah, you don't ever have to watch it. So Brittany's going to be doing the next movie. The Howling Reborn. And it dun, dun. came out in 2011. I know, which I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw it came out in 2011. I'm going to let you know right now. 16 years. I was like... Ew, fuck. It's been 16 years. It was 2011. Well, then there was 16 years between that one and seven. So it is about a teenage outcast who discovers that he's a werewolf, shockingly. Yeah. Um, And he must battle a pack of the brutal creatures when they threaten him and his new girlfriend. God damn. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Um, This movie was directed by Joan Nimziki. 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 Nimziki, probably. I can't read my own fucking writing. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Nimziki, um, who did one episode of the TV series The Outer Limits and did a music video for Cindy Alexander for the song Wonderful. I don't even know who that is. I had to look her up. It's terrible. Don't, do it. <laughs> don't don't do it. Yeah, that that's it, literally. So okay, this was his um one and only movie. Okay. <laughs> Good times, I guess. Was it written by him too? Uh, it the screenplay was written by him, and also James Robert Johnston, who did the screenplay, also yeah. who wrote the unhitched TV series Joyride Two: Dead Ahead. Okay, and in the blood. Okay, and also it's credited to Gary Brandner. Yeah, always every single Howling movie. Yeah, but this and this movie's credited to the Howling Two book. Yeah, Directly. which, by the way, they give them credits to them, both movies, both of these movies, seven and eight, and these have nothing to do with any of the novels. No, at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it stars Landon, and I'm going to say his name probably totally wrong, so I'm going to apologize ahead of time. Laborian? No clue. Lebo Iron? It's how it looks when you look at it. Anyway, he plays Will Kidman. He is from Zombie Punch, Altitude. Truth or Dare, the new uh, or new-ish show. That's Frontier. what he's from. Truth or Dare. He is also. He's the guy that came in the fucking place that does the that starts the whole problem. Oh yeah, you're right. And he's also in Hemlock Grove. Okay, he's, yeah, that he, I. Okay. One of the main characters in okay. Hemlock Grove. That's how I know him. Okay. Um, and then from Frontiers, uh, Jason Momoa also has Lindsay Shaw, who plays Eliana Winter. Who is from No One Lives, Love Me, and most recently Pretty Little Liars. Um, she's had a longstanding character on that show. Okay. Which I've never seen and don't ever intend to see. <laughs> um, also has Ivana uh, Milesevic, who plays Catherine or Kay. She's from Children of the Corn 3, Postmortem, Banshee Origins TV show, Banshee TV show, and a metric buck ton of I've other I've seen movies. her in she's stuff. She's in Casino Royale. Like, yeah. She's in a lot of shit. She's one of those people that you look at and you remember her face right or she's like another one of those oh it's that person right you know they have a whole website dedicated to those actors and actresses where you go it's that guy uh it also has jesse rath who plays 
Sachin? 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 Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Sachin because Sachin? I, I thought it was a cool name. I was like, that's kind of like a writer's name. It is, but it's like, it's S-A-C-H-I-N. Yeah. And it, I was like, it, it's so funny because I didn't catch that throughout the entire movie, that that was his name. Yeah. Like, I never caught his name, but I just knew it was his friend. Right, yeah. And I was like, what a fucking name. Like, <laughs> he is primarily just a television actor. Um, he okay. was in the series Being Human, Defiance, oh, okay. and Supergirl. Also has Frank Shorpion, who plays Jack Kidman, or Will's dad. He was in Arrival, Relative Fear, Dead End, and another film called Die. So that's pretty much all we need. That's it. Just the top actors, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and I was going to include some of the other people, but there was really no need. There to is a few, but yeah, they didn't really go on to do a whole like lot of notable things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the kid who plays the chick's boyfriend, the chick's original boyfriend or whatever, the foreign one that has that really strong accent. All of his other movies are all like French or some shit. Okay. It's probably not French. Guys, don't fucking <laughs> come at me for not knowing where his native, like, where he acts or whatever. But it's all shit that I can't fucking pronounce or say. So I was like, I'm not going to mention Typical American. So, Typical American. Because I'm just going to fuck that right up. So <laughs> I was like, we're just going to leave it alone. I can barely say American people's names. So there's that. Did you love it? Did you uh, love it so um, much? Well, first of all, I did want to mention one tiny thing before we get too far into it. But this was actually an Anchor Bay film uh, distribution. Yes. So they they put their name on it. So after seeing part seven, this ain't bad, <laughs> but it's not exactly great or even good. It's sort of just like an average regurgitation of some of the more popular teeny bopper pop horror films of recent years. You know what I mean? Um, like Twilight, stuff like that. I'm a fucking disco ball, bitch. bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking get it, but... Well, it's definitely not my type of film to watch, but it didn't make it insanely horrible to watch, especially coming from part seven, like I mentioned. You know, I made it all the way through to the end. I didn't think it was as bad. Uh, you know, like, you know, I came out the other end pretty thankful it was nowhere near as bad as the one before it. But, you know, there were some extremely tropey parts in this movie, making it a very below average film for me. Um, don't get me wrong. There are a lot worse films in the franchise, but. The whole movie kind of starts off exactly like Spider-Man, like verbatim, like almost verbatim anyway. But there's a nerdy guy who's really smart, who has a rough past with losing his mom and always gets picked on, has a goofy friend. He keeps eyeing the hot girl with the shithead boyfriend who has, you know, who always bullies him. You know, you got, you know, this one sort of had a male sort of the craft vibe to it. Totally does. In the beginning a little bit. Um, because they, you know, they have the group of bad boys yeah, he gets involved with, but it's, you know, it's similar to Spider-Man or Teen Wolf of the TV show, if you've seen that, just nowhere near as fun, in my opinion. And, you know, the acting isn't perfect sometimes, but there's definitely some effort in there. It's not terrible. It's tolerable. So, you know, it's got a whatever sort of typical story with the writing and everything that really doesn't impress me overly. Might be why this one kind of snuck by a lot of people's radars because it's kind of, you can tell that they were definitely trying to market it for like that crowd, that Twilight crowd. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's so, so MTV. Like, <clears throat> I never saw it. I, would, I don't think I ever was interested because I hadn't seen any of the other ones before it. Uh, you know, I missed a lot of these. Like a lot of these, fr- the franchise I haven't seen. Plus, 
I feel like a lot of people really haven't delved too far into this franchise, like myself, because every time I talk to people, they're always like, oh, yeah, I only saw up to like two or three mm, or something like it's not that. Past two. Right. Or they might have seen like one stray one out of the blue. Yeah. But it, it was pretty bad. Like the franchise has been pretty bad. So, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people lost interest a few sequels back. But there is a little bit more blood in this movie and a little bit more gore, but nothing super impressive. Although one scene in particular, I was impressed with the uh, makeup effects and how they or with the practical effect that they did. But the the werewolves acting was actually pretty spot on for a werewolf film, I thought. Um, like the, the physical actors were really good in it, yeah. I thought. Uh, and the suits looked pretty typical in a way, but a little different. Had like a new flair, like they were from Hawaii or something. It was weird. It wasn't it? Like, yeah. the, you know, have you ever seen they those tried to look like tribal like things where they have the like the palm leaves on their yeah. legs and their arms? Yes. Like, is that Hawaii? Is that what I'm thinking of? Uh, they can't, the, the werewolves look like fucking. Yeah. I want to say that's yeah, like it's a like the, the, the po- yeah, it's yeah. a Polynesian thing because they do the poi and the fire. Yes. Um, but it's that's like what it looked Samoan like. Polynesian. Like, like the hair on their thing. body was like there was no hair except for those parts. The big pu- puppy legs. Right. Yeah, it was weird. And but a lot of them to me looked like vampires. Yeah. Well, they were trying to skirt that line a little bit. Yeah. They mentioned like, vampires a, a lot. lot. It's like, hey guys, if you like vampires, you can also like. I'm not one of those fruity makeup wearing vampires. Or yeah. whatever. Like the <laughs> kid fucking hates vampires, by the way. Like his nerdy friend. It's great. Yeah. So, you know, some of it is pretty typical. So, you know, it seems to be a big word in what I think about when I think about this movie. Like, coming from such shit film to this really kind of puts it up a little bit on a pedestal. But it also, in some ways, is more modern. So you compare it to more modern stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Because 2011, ain't it's not that long ago. Yeah. So, but it's still at the tail end of the franchise as far as, as the best movies. Like, if you were to go between all eight it's still towards the end anyway. And we'll get into that, by the way, at the end of this to kind of wrap up what movies we felt in which order. But um, it at the very least tried to be entertaining, even if I wasn't, you know, it's demographic that they were trying to reach, which I think was deliberately trying to reach that teen Teens. fan base. And perhaps, you know, it did its job for those people yeah, who were younger it, than me. If I would have watched this, like, when it came out, I, I feel like I probably would have liked it a lot more. Right. Because it has, like, it has that feel of that time frame. Kind of like a 90s feel. It has a 90s, like, yes, it totally feels 90s Like a like, like a big budget 90s feel. really does. And it's weird because it, it takes me into all these different places of all these different movies that I really, really loved. You right. know, from, like, early 2000s, like, late 90s or whatever. So it's very, like, the craft or, like, wild thing. It has that feel kind of okay. to it like it all kind of feels like dreamy sure you know what i mean like okay. watching this movie like it has that weird dreamy vibe to it 2011 i would have been closer to the demographic that they're trying to go for right yeah in the demographic that they were aiming for so i feel like if i would have seen it then i would have liked it more it's so fucking sexually charged to me that's more of a oh, yeah, vampire thing than a right. werewolf thing so i was very confused about well, why but i don't know shit about werewolves not necessarily so. because the howling franchise has had a lot of sex yes it has and that's yeah. like that's why i tried not to to look too like to judge it too much for that because i don't i don't know jack shit about fucking werewolf mythology or anything like right, that okay. or if, if they're the same way i just know vampires are super sexual <laughs> right um but and i don't know if werewolves are too i mean it makes sense because it's a whole animalistic thing so it's like it's understandable but i'm like it's just awkward 
Yeah, I, like I they would do it so much in this that it and it's un- unnecessary most of the time that I just feel like I don't know. This movie is kind of like if I, I would never, I probably wouldn't go out to buy it. Like it's not something that I would really be interested in getting. Yeah, I'm not gonna own this movie, but it's you know, but maybe if I wanted to like complete my entire collection, which I don't own um, seven or eight, so I don't own the I own the rest. Uh, because Josh, actually, one of our That's listeners right. and friends uh, that you've hung out with, too, mm-hmm. bought them for us and to watch, basically. But this is, you know, one of the most jumbled franchises I've ever seen. And this is a teeny film that I'm not really anxious to see again so much. Uh, maybe it's like a four out of ten for me and my personal interests and overall. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like fair. it could be like a six for some people, like I think. Uh, who are into that kind of style. So, I mean, if you're into that, you might like it. I definitely wasn't, I wasn't disappointed with it. It was like anything could, nothing could go wrong in this movie really at this point. No, this, so, this is a standalone movie to me. I don't, I don't see how it's related to this franchise whatsoever. No, it's just um, updated sort it's of. It's supposed to be like a, a fresher, newer, updated version reborn. or whatever. Like, yeah. and I get that, but I don't, I just don't see how they can tie it to this movie other than the fact that they say it's based on the second book, which it's not. Right. Well, there's some pretty heavy uh, messages in this movie, too, that I was like, okay, like, you really should just be a movie and not do this. Like, why are you going? And we'll get into that here in our spoiler scenes. But before that, Brittany, what would you give it a score of? Probably a four. Yeah. Out of 10. Yeah. I didn't hate it by any means. Right. Yeah. It was actually decent to watch. And like coming off of the last several movies of this franchise, good lord, this is a breath of fucking fresh air. Right. Like it didn't fit. It doesn't fit with the franchise. No. But but it is refreshing. But none of the other ones are making fucking sense. Right. So at least this one makes sense. I don't know. It's Um, the more, it's the more straight laced one of all of them. It really is. Like it tells a fucking clear and concise goddamn story from beginning to end. Right. And it, and they, they wrap it up. In a weird ass way, yeah. but they wrap it up and it's done. And I'm right. like, cool, this is perfect. Like it makes coherent sense well, in a way, sort of. Because yeah. now you have just two werewolves, and you're like, well, what's happening? They got it to the. They try to get a little too clever at the end, and we'll get into that. Yeah, it's kind of comical, actually. Yeah, I uh, started laughing at parts, but there, and then there is some funny shit in this movie that's inadvertently funny too. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. What about uh, some of the trivia? Like, what did you have for that? Um, so I. Not so much trivia. There's really not a lot of trivia. Actually, there's none on this movie okay. at all. But I did pull a little bit of things that I found interesting from some interviews that I read Okay, with um, the actress who played Catherine. So with Ivana. Ivana Humbalot? Yeah. That's all I think about. <laughs> that's all I ever think yeah. about, too. Um, and then some interviews with uh, Joe, the writer and director Okay, for the movie. An interview with Shakya.com. It was Karen... Ben Ardello, who interviewed Ivana. So I want to give a shout out to them because I totally pulled this off of your interview. Nice. Karen, good job. Um, she actually asked her the question that given that the movie had a small budget and a 25-day shooting schedule, did you experience any particular difficulties or obstacles when you were filming? Ivana opened up a lot about like how this was a low-budget film, which obviously leads to Karen's question about it. But mm-hmm. she said, you know, there's lots of things that happened because we didn't have a lot of time. And there was one point where Landon had to wear contacts and it actually gave him an eye infection. Oh, fuck. Then we had to shoot really creatively. She's like, mind you, we didn't have a lot of time and a lot of days. It's a little movie and we had we only had the time we had and that was it. Usually at the end of the movie, I'm like, now I'm ready to do it again. And now I'm ready to do it better. But I didn't feel that with this one. Hmm. And she's like, now it's just done. And that's it. 
and it was over. And I'm like, oh man, that's kind of sad. <laughs> like, yeah, really. She Jesus. doesn't really go into anything like where she says she's not proud or wasn't like happy about doing this film. But a it's lot a of like her conversation about it is that she was rushed and they all tried to do the best that they could with what they had. And so they're proud of what they created. Right. But they don't, it's not as fulfilling to her as like her roles in like Casino Royale. So that's why she keeps saying little budget because like it, it didn't feel like a little budget movie. It didn't, but it, I mean, it, it was. It was I mean, a low budget film. It might have been the lowest budget she had worked on, at least. But yeah, well, they only had they only shot it. They shot it in twenty five days. That was their schedule. That's not that bad. That's pretty like, typical, actually. It is, but I, f- I feel like that's really short. Three weeks for an independent film or something like that is yeah. about normal. Um, and then geektyrant.com, uh, Jim Napier actually interviewed Joe mm-hmm. and asked him if he takes any aspects other than the werewolf traits from the original motion picture or any of the main sequels that diehard Howling fans might pick up on. Um, and appreciate. So he says, it was essentially an original screenplay, and I added a wrinkle or two to the traditional werewolf rules. I did tip my hat a few times to the original for those paying attention, though. As far as the sequels go, I never saw any of them, so there's no influence there. <laughs> and I wow. was like, oh my god. And that is a running theme, mind you. Yeah, nobody among likes any the of the other films, yeah. Among all the interviews that I read with all the actors and the director and the writer, none of them have seen anything past the first one. Right. They've only seen Howling. And Landon didn't actually see Howling until right before he started filming this movie. Yeah, like John from uh, The Conduit, John Hale, mm-hmm. <laughs> the director, Yeah, he was like, dude, you're really taking one for the team because this is a bad one. <laughs> like, nobody has seen this franchise, so. Yeah. Um, And then the other little bit that I had from here, which I thought was interesting because I thought that this would be what I considered Twilight with werewolves. Ask, yeah. Um, he, for killerreviews.com, Gavin Schmidt interviewed Joe and asked him, the biggest criticism the film seems to get is that it uses this MTV style or is Twilight inspired. How do you respond to this? And Joe says, I'm not really sure what to say about the MTV style thing as the film is so character based. We did a few fun creative sequences and the story as a whole is briskly paced. And I think that these are more traditional cinematic devices more than any music video inspiring things. But as far as the Twilight comment, I wrote and registered this story before there was ever a Twilight book or movie. So it certainly wasn't influenced by it. Huh. And he said, the irony is at the time I wrote it, everyone was worried that you couldn't have a love story in a horror film. They wanted something more traditional where wolves just killed off teenagers one by one. Twilight did help us in the sense that after it came out, it showed that a love story within the genre could work and probably help the project move forward. Right. Yeah. He might be right. Yeah. And so I it's like agree he sat that. on it for like, like a while. He had to have. Yeah. Like I was yeah. like, holy shit. Like and I thought that was really, really cool. And then, um, the only, like the last bit I had was how he asked him about, um, how much music influences his creativities and what bands have inspired him because he talks about the soundtrack, which he has like Echo and the Bunnymen and stuff on here. Yeah. And, like, he did the soundtrack the... for this is fucking great. Well, I don't know about like, great. Well, some of it but i (laughs) i I definitely enjoyed um hearing echo and the bunny men yeah reminded me of the donnie darko when they did it in donnie and darko exactly Mm -hmm. like there was a couple of songs that they had on here that i was like oh shit like this is fucking cool i love that fucking song Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway so i was like that's really cool Um, copyright strike but yeah I, i thought it was really interesting because he says mainly the first thing he does whenever he starts a project is he makes a big playlist of all the songs he could see on the potential soundtrack, and then he writes the script while listening to it. That's pretty cool. And then he kind of chooses it. from there. And 
He plays the songs that he wants for the soundtrack on the set, too, as they prepare to shoot each individual scene to give the cast and crew, like, a better idea of the mood that he's trying to set. Right. And the I'm cadence like, or that's whatever. pretty fucking smart. Yeah. So I thought that was really, really cool. I like the soundtrack. Yeah, no, no, I think that's cool. I'm glad you point addressed the Twilight issue because. So, of- yeah, I had to include that part because I was like, that's what it made me fucking think of. But I've never even seen fucking Twilight. Right. Well, see, and this is what I was talking about when I when we were talking about Bird Box. Yeah. Like, and how Bird Box, a lot of people are like, well, it's kind of like The Quiet Place a little bit, because it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the same story it's verbatim. A, it's just a different it's sense. Got, it's an apocalyptic event where people have to use their, can't use their sight, and people can't use their mouth in the other one. So it's very similar. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same things sort of happen. And technically, there were creatures in the bird box. We just didn't get to see them. Mm-hmm. They showed them afterwards. Look like these weird baby creatures. Really? I yeah, it was weird. It. Um, but there was one little bit of trivia, just a little, a little nod. At the end of the movie, they said, no werewolves are harmed in the making Did of this they? film. I didn't catch that. Yeah, That's funny. So. <laughs> well, I probably because I turned it off as soon as I could. They always do that in those kind of movies That's just so for cute. silly fun. But I thought I'd point it oh, out. Oh, and the actor, Landon... Yeah, I just thought it's kind of funny because he plays a werewolf in this movie, and he later goes on to play a werewolf in Hemlock Grove. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, oh my god, that's funny. I mean, to me, it's funny, but I liked Hemlock Grove a lot. So, well, I won't try to go through this too much because I feel like we should like uh, there is things I want to talk about in this movie. This will be our spoiler section, uh, and I realize that the episodes go on a little long here. That's why we cut the news because I had a lot to say about the other one, <laughs> and maybe I'll trim that down for you guys just for your pleasure. Uh, but. Um, Basically, the whole movie starts out in a girl in a studio. She's painting a red circle. Yeah, great artist. They don't ever really explain what the red circle thing they is don't, either. Which fucking annoys me. I get it because it's like the moon or something, or blood moon or whatever the hell they're trying to like, kind of make an insinuation of. But anyway, the lights, the lighting rig that's up in the ceiling. You hear some guy up there, and he's like, he says the girl's name, Kay or whatever. He's like, uh, and then uh, it drops on her. And she's like crushed underneath. He's got glass all over her face. And he's like, I've come for you. And what's inside of you? So weird. The real revolution is coming. And then they have a huge explosion outside. And you see the, the, the bloodied girl. And it looked like there was a little baby hand. It looked like a tongue to me. Is that what it was? It looked like a tongue to me. Like, that's what I thought. And I was like, that's fucking weird. I thought it looked like a little baby, like a baby doll hand. It was supposed to be a baby hand, but it, it made motions like a tongue. I guess. Maybe I you're right. I don't fucking know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so then they kind of like jump to yeah, like- this didn't start off that great. Essentially, the they don't even explain this really. They like don't. It didn't really make sense. Like They didn't like associate the person who died in the beginning, but essentially it's this guy's mom who died. Yeah. It's this kid. The story, you know, centers around a boy who lives with his family, you know, his, his, his stepdad now because his mother died. It's his stepdad. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Because they say it at the end, sort of. And I will get I just into thought that. It was his, like his actual dad, but or whatever, because he has the ring. And he takes right. the ring off and shit. So I was like, but the the movie kind of jumps around a little bit. It's it, like it's like him in front of the camera, and he's like, "You're gonna have to kill me." Eighteen years later. Yeah, and then it's like, uh, it's gonna be hard. I know it's gonna be hard. And he's in a school or something, and then it kind of jumps to him and his, uh, you know, whatever. And then he's in the principal's office, and then, and the principal's calling him sort of like a, a waste. Yeah. Like, real dick. He is a dick. Like, the kid's smart. Like, because you didn't fuck, because he didn't come to you, that- like, Why is this in four years the first time I'm meeting you was your exit interview? Yeah, he's like, well, isn't it a good thing? And he's, and he's like, like, no. Not really. 
Uh, and then he and then he's like, "Oh, you're one of the kids that won that academic award, the silver, the second place silver award uh, for blah 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 blah." It was a debate team, and he was like, kind of excited. Will this kid Will is like really excited about it? Like, "Oh yeah, I did actually." And he's like, "Oh, it's kind of disappointing, huh?" Like, <laughs> fuck he basically you, just calls dude. Him ordinary, but like- dude, that guy's voice, by the way, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved his voice. Like, I seriously was like, that guy needs to do radio. He's he's done a lot of shit. Like he was one of the other only other people I was actually going to include. Yeah, like actor because he's done a lot of stuff. I feel like I could listen to his voice all day long. Yeah, like I know it voice. sounds weird, but like the immediately when I heard his voice and and he's actually a pretty decent actor. Yeah, he's in so, so much shit too. It's like it's crazy. Then you got you know him like Will starts checking out the hot girl, you know, and then you've, she's always got her boyfriend kind of looking over his shoulder at him, and <laughs> you know the hot girl's boyfriend tries to rough him up for looking at her, and Eliana, this hot girl. She comes up to him and looks through his sketches, which are all of her. Creepy. Yeah, that's fucking weird. <laughs> it is a little creepy, but you figure out later on that it's really not that big of a deal. For Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, too, that was weird, too. But she sort of laughs it off, and, and like the, her boyfriend had like cut his neck with his fucking ring, which I thought was kind of like, whoa, dude. That was a lot. Yeah, that was a bit much. Like That's like dark. And he's got this accent too, like he's from fucking Europe. He's the one that, yeah, all of his all of his acting credits are all like European films. He cuts his neck, and I'm like, ooh, edgy, you know, like. But she like looks through his artwork, and then she like takes the blood from his neck where he cut him, it. and yeah. makes him sign it. So they're trying to make you allude to think that she's a werewolf. Just, there's two types of people in this world, Will. Right. Those who take what they want, or those who, I don't know what the fuck she said. Those who take what they want and those who let them or some shit. I don't fucking know. Right, but she's like, she's really dark and edgy and kind of a bitch. I know, like, Like, I I liked her, but she annoyed me at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, like, but then she changes throughout the whole movie later, so it's like, what the fuck? Also, it's hilarious that he's supposed to be this, like, nerdy, like, nerd. That's where they all transform, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like this nerdy dude, but he's, like, ten times hotter than her stupid boyfriend. Later on, no, the entire time he's like a million times more attractive. Even I have like no with idea. his glasses on and his hair all in his face, like he's even way cuter than her stupid boyfriend is. I'm like, I'm like this is not believable. <laughs> I, to be God honest, I mean, most times, I hate that stupid tr- like having like make the nerdy dude like all of a sudden he gets hot. I don't he think loses he was... his glasses, so now he's attractive. But she gives him a flyer. It's like to a party that they're yeah. all going to be at, and she's like assin- insinuating that he'll be his plus one, her plus one, because her boyfriend was out shooting at a movie or something i guess whatever right he's doing. i don't fucking know uh but anyway the she starts rubbing like she he shows up to the party and it's like it's kind of weird because he runs into these like the hot dudes the hot dudes the hot dudes the bad boys that just got transferred there a month before graduation right and they're like and all they're the fucking yeah they're, they're like hot. like he's like the one guy's like hey i got like you know a fucking my pet girl here and he puts a pill of ecstasy i'm assuming in her mouth and then she goes over and makes out with him, with Will, the main nerdy boy. And then the hot girl shows up and is all like up on his shit and like like rubbing up on him like she's like in heat or something while they dance. And it's like really weird. And then you see the bad guys kind of like walking behind the curtain in this like, it's like a rundown they, sort of like yeah, building. Yeah, but they're like transitioned. 
They're like wolves, werewolves. Yeah, you see their faces as wolves in the, yeah, in the shadow. It looks, it's like they're attacking people. He, he's sort of freaking out because he's tripping on X, and they kind of like go outside, and he brings the hot chick with them. That's when they were dancing to the, the, the fucking Echo and the Bunnyman track. Mm-hmm. He runs out with Eliana, and then he's being, all of a sudden, she's gone, and she's he's being chased by a werewolf from the same direction. So it's like highly suspect. <laughs> like... Okay, he's like cha- running through all these like buildings, like jumping, locking doors, puts a like lock bar, like the one where you put the bar like on either, you know what I mean, on either side of the door. Like a castle So door. that like, yeah, like a castle so fucking weird. door. Like I was like, what? But he narrowly escapes through this pipe in the ceiling and comes out of the, ro- of the road and he's like explaining this to the security guard and the security guard's like, whatever, like I don't believe you, just put it down in the thing as, as other. Mm-hmm. And then Eliana shows up and he's like what are you doing here and then she just walks away well yeah because the security guard realizes that he's high and he's right like, oh, he's like are you high and he's like are you with him she's like no <laughs> just walks off and I'll yeah say, i was like Damn. hell yeah girl <laughs> <laughs> fuck that <laughs> that made me laugh so hard <laughs> i'm not with him that's but fucked walks up away. but that's it that's how it ends like that like next scene right you know? that's and when it's like stupid that's when you get to meet um Sachin, Sachin, whatever his name is, yeah, yeah, Sachin, Sachin. is is the best goofy friend who wants to be like a movie maker or whatever. He like is talking to Will about the entire breakdown of what werewolves are. <laughs> Just happens to be talking about it, by the way, and that there happens to be a blue moon that night. So, and they joke about it or whatever. But in the cafeteria, we get another Spider-Man scene after that, and Lily Iliana is texting him, flirting with him, saying his glasses look better off, and then he realizes that he can actually. See without his glasses Mm -hmm. and didn't realize it that's the spider-man scene i'm talking about yeah i'm talking about the toby uh version of spider-man right like this it follows almost the exact same weird it is kind of very similar to that he just didn't get like outright bit by a werewolf right to turn him into a werewolf (laughs) (laughs) but then he gets roughed up again by her boyfriend in the bathroom who crushes his glasses in his hand like that's a bad idea you're gonna get cut stupid like what the fuck he man, why get- does he care he doesn't need him anymore anyways so right he's just like no man like he's all upset about it and i'm like you don't even why are you wearing them yeah and this Your is vision's blurry in them now and that yeah. and like i was i was thinking the same thing like i was like this guy's a douche and, and but then will kicks his ass in the thing and like throws him in the stall or whatever but this is the part that really tripped me out okay me too like a fucking the the bully guy i can't think of his name pulls out a fucking gun after this yeah like that he had it carrying on him like first of all he doesn't sound like he's from this you know like he if he i don't know where he got a gun in other words and how did he get it into school like they're in the middle of the city like it's a pretty urban city right like uh like yeah. well, <laughs> you would think that they would have at 2011 probably some fucking like metal detectors in the middle of a fucking city school like something that. yeah something like that i it don't was know just really like that was up. super weird but also a lot of things that were confusing me is i was trying to understand what this school is right because it's inside of a church and it's like all everything gets boarded up past a certain time metal bars and shit that like close off this fucking building and it's the weirdest shit and then like the boyfriend of the girl when he cuts his neck in the beginning he's saying like i don't know how many times i have to tell you she only dates within the species and i was like yeah this because they're trying to make stupid nods i don't it was weird like i was like is this a were- werewolf in normal person school like i don't understand what they're trying to do here they were <laughs> trying so to confused. they were trying to make some off co- what it turns out to be is that they're off-colored 
comments yeah. that have no substance in the werewolf it was just you know retarded they, but yeah then he has this gun and i'm like i was like whoa dude that happen? and he it's like the weirdest pull, looking gun too. like all of a sudden he's like a fucking cop like pulling out a gun and shit like what yeah, and he just fuck? like pulls it out of like his waistband or something he's just like <laughs> fucking like crazy ass motherfucker i'm gonna shoot up the school and i'm like well then you see like werewolf vision or something like he's like coming at him but then what was confusing to me too is like after he pulls the gun and he goes looking for will the hot dude comes out of the bathroom right why i think that yeah. was trying to trip everybody off yeah, to make us think that he's just attacking him spoiler alert for the very end if you don't even know like towards the end they tell him that he killed this bully because during this scene you see the bully firing the gun at some wolf yeah and then they tell well that will, it was him yeah but he was only there watching him he wasn't actually the guy that killed the like the the bad boy wolves like guys didn't actually have anything to do with that death and actually will did yeah transform i get that later and that's why that's that was to throw us off apparently right to show him but i was like throw us off the scent you say the scent (laughs) yeah there's like this movie like was was good but But, a lot of things that just didn't work but the funny part is is when will actually does kill him or you don't know this at this point you think it's the bad boy wolves yeah um but the werewolf chucks him over the railing and you see his dummy body double Super, smack yeah. its head on the railing Hilarious. as it falls. <laughs> I lost that. I, didn't, I really did laugh pretty heavy there. I just wish that they would have had like a blood capsule or something in it to where like- It pops it at the end. Yeah, yeah, that would have been fucking great. Yeah. You could tell it was a dummy and they even did it in black and the white, I think. The second he threw it. Yeah, it was in the weird werewolf vision that they did in this and-, and yeah, the second he like tossed it, you could tell it was a dummy. Yeah, it was there funny. There was no like, there was no nothing, no way around, even trying to pretend that it wasn't. Like, they should have cut it like right clear. as he hit his head. Yeah, I like right before, and then it was like pink. <laughs> yeah, oh shit, that was so funny though. I was that like, was and funny. I was like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but this was hilarious, like unintentionally hilarious. Well, and now like he gets all jacked up like immediately after this. Will. Which you find out later because he just killed. Mm-hmm. So he was like satiated or something, I guess. But shortly after, Will he's got is- a body boner. <laughs> he's like walking down the hall and he sees Eliana in the hall and he says, I'm tired of just surviving and existing. She's like, well, what do you want, Will? And he kisses her really hard and then he pushes her out a window and she flips onto a car. <laughs> I wish that happened. I know. That's what I was thinking. Like, I was like, God, why do we have to watch this shit? <sighs> or, or he he just says, I want you. Yeah. And then uh, and walks away like a badass nerdy wolf that he is, you know? And then like, and she's all like, nice ass. <laughs> like, yeah, take what you want, you fucking rapist. Wolf man. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Furry bitch. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. But but the next scene, he's like in the cafeteria, and one of the bad bull wolves is like in the cafeteria as one of the cafeteria <laughs> workers. Like what? Like what? How are these kids like getting around? Like what is going on? I don't know. And he's all like, "Do you want a hot dog or something like that?" And Will says, "I don't eat meat." So I guess he's a, a he's vegetarian. vegetarian. Yeah, which I got that because it had soy bacon on the counter when he was having oh. breakfast with his dad. Immediately. His dad was trying to, his dad knew and was trying to keep him from discovering that fact and like wasn't feeding him meat. Right. So well, the, he never got a hunger. Well, the bad boy cafeteria wolf says, well, do you know what they put in these things? It's not exactly meat. I mean, come on, man, live a little. And he reaches into the hot dog water and pulls out a finger with a ring on it. Which is the, the kid. 
right. boyfriend, yeah. And then he puts all the dressings, the relish, the hot and everything on it. He's like, here you go, man. And, and you can still tell it's a finger. And you can hear it like popping in his mouth. And I'm like, uh, it's bone. And like, and then he's like, hmm, yeah, this is good, you know. And then he pulls the ring out of his mouth and looks at the cafeteria wolf guy. And then he says, oh, how's Roland taste? Yeah. I'm like, that's that's the bully's name, by the Roland. way. Roland. There it is. Thank you. But anyway, so then again, he confines in his goofy best friend, Sach- Sachin, and he says, well, you're really a werewolf. You could cut yourself and it would heal. And then he takes a fucking knife and like goes all in and cuts his wrist. Like, I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then he's like, man, you're really committed to that. He's like, I'm going to get the nurse. <laughs> yeah. And then, he, then Will just like heals up and leaves. <laughs> That was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty funny, too. It was too. a good scene, actually. You also get to introduce into an older woman named Catherine, who's, like, previously been there for, like, for Will after he was first bullied, I guess. Yeah, she's because she pretends like the one kid's hers. Right. That's and right, she's yeah. She's pretending to be a mom or She's like, that one's mine. And she's like, you'll, you know, she's like, you know, things are going to turn around for you. Don't you worry. Yeah. And then uh, the same woman apparently comes to the school and woos Will's dad. And, um, and then they go out that night. She like makes advances to, to get him to come out at night and like woos him. And then he's like, yeah, sure, I'll come. And then, uh, they come home drunk to his house, to Jack's house, Will's father named Jack. And she comes on to him like really strong. She's like, why don't we just skip to the second date where we uh, pretend to, uh, where we fuck or something like that. It was a weird exchange. Yeah. She was getting all sexy time, like going up the stairs and shit. And then they talk about going on to, the third or fourth date. He's like, well, how about we just skip to the third date where I don't actually perform so well? Yeah, well, we have really bad sex. And yeah. Like- and she's like, well, better luck. Maybe we should just have skip to the fourth night where we actually, you have to fuck me so good that I have to come back. It, yeah, it was fucking ill. I, I was like, what is going on? It was I, so uncomfortable. And it, at the same time, they're cutting. It's kind of sexy, though. They're cutting to the teenagers. Like, trying to fuck, too. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, because Will's in the library trying to research what werewolves and lycanthropes and all this shit. And he he tells Eliana at this time, while they're walking up the stairs, that he's a werewolf and then she's going to find him crazy. And then she starts dry humping him on the fucking floor of the library. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what? I did like her boner joke, though. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember exactly she how. Say like, it w- oh, looks like you're going through a little transition. Yeah. Down in, down here, whatever the fuck she says. It was something about a transition in your pants or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that shit was funny. She's like, well, I guess I better go because it looks like you're going through a little transition yourself down there or something like that. Right. And I was like, oh my god, that but was good. But while but while Eliana's like grinding him, the fucking Catherine chick's grinding like riding a fucking Jack ties him to the bed, is riding him, and then she's like. His voice is like, she's like, yeah, do I seem familiar? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, ew, what is going on? Like, as she's talking, her voice gets deeper, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And then he starts seeing her as his dead wife. Which it is. Which it is. It's the same person. She was killed by a werewolf, and so she kills him for some reason, which makes no sense. She's like, oh, why didn't you protected our son and looked out for him and made sure he yeah. was taken care of? I'm going to kill you. Well, she doesn't kill him yet, but... She rips his... Well, she, you think he we does. We think he's dead, yeah. yeah. Which I wish they would have just killed him then, like, honestly. like I didn't feel like it was necessary to... But yeah, she was like, do I look... You've gotten old and grown old while I've stayed young and hot. <laughs> 
And then he's like, uh, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then the movie really turns into a love story at this point, and Eliana and Will confess their their love to each other. In this part, I wrote it down verbatim, which I was like, oh, this is so cornball. Uh, but they use a lot of quippy things to describe why they love each other. And he's like, so why are you, you know, like, what, what made you interested in me? And she's like, I don't know. I guess you're like a good book I can't put down yet. And then he's, she's like, hey, so what's it about me anyway? And he's like, it's like the rest of the world is in black and white and you're in color. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Why is this happening? Yeah, it's like a raisin is in the sunshine while I'm eating a pickle. What? What <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Just fucking get over with it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your boss is probably sitting out there going, what the hell is I know, like, <laughs> Good Lord. I'm not talking to Brittany. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, anyway, so that's when I got like, ooh, baby, you know, like, oh, yeah. God. And she talks about when he was drawing her or whatever. Right. Like, I knew you were drawing all those pictures of me. And you just, it, I knew, it just, I didn't mind because I always felt, always made me feel beautiful on days when I wasn't. <laughs> and I was I, like, yeah. what the fuck? I know. It's really heavy. I was like, fuck already or stop talking. Like, change the scene, do something else. I don't want you to see me for who I really am. A fucking disco ball! (laughs) A fucking Twilight showing. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine his dick's all, like, glowing and, like, sequined? It's all sequined. Vampire cock. Oh, my God. Ew. Uh, (laughs) It might be good or bad. I don't know. No. Anyway, so- Vampires don't sparkle. So then the mom jumps out of the library at this point and, like, is fucking- (laughs) She's, like, fully fucking, like, werewolfed up, like, werewolf bitch. And I mean that as in, like, no mother kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like a wolf. Anyway, she's not like a wolf, but she's just acting like really crazy. She like rips a book in half, crushes his phone. She's like, you don't need any of this. I'm your mom and blah, 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 blah. And then Eliana shows up and then it's like bitch fight all of a sudden with mom and Eliana. Yeah, it was weird. And he's, she's like, you're not going to be able to control your urges. Da, 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 da. So you're going to kill her. And then the fucking bad boy werewolves guys that are just looking human show up and they're like, yeah, we're going to take care of her. And she's like backing up. And then Will's all like, Hey, wait. He's like, let me do it. <laughs> and then he runs at her and he's like about to kill her and he jumps out the window, turns so that she falls on him because he's a werewolf and won't die. And so she lands on top of him, which I'm pretty fucking sure she'd break a couple of legs. Yeah. She's not going to lay her legs on top of him perfectly. I loved how she got up, though, from that, because that was believable as shit. Because she's, like, all shaky. Like, as she's, like, pushing herself yeah. up. And I, I thought her acting there was really Fair good. Fair enough. I will give it that. Like, yeah, they would have not. Like, as highly unbelievable as that is. Hurt. Yeah, she yeah. would have gotten hurt. But yeah, she did make up for it. So yeah, Her but, acting in that scene was really good. But they run away, and the best friend is, like, all of a sudden shooting a video about his movie that he wants to make. I don't know if he's like trying to do that. He's trying to do some live He was trying to live cut into the graduation. Right. Put on a horror movie, like a werewolf movie or whatever. That's what he was trying to do. Untitled Sachin's project or something. A horror movie project. But adorable. Yeah. It was cute. I like that name for some reason. It is a cute name. Like, I like it. Sachin is like, I don't know. But you hear, the funny thing is, is as he's about to go live, one of the werewolf, bad werewolf boys is like, pulls the plug. And then his voice starts to get deeper. And like, he's like, hey, Sachin, 
da 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 da. It's like no. And then he like, and then the the best friend calls. He's trying to reach Will somehow, and Will happens to be at the security desk where the security guy had been killed, I guess, by the werewolf guys, and they happen to find the one monitor that works and log into his account and then he gets on live video with him and they can talk to each other he's like will you just got to get out of there i'm like first of all security guard's not gonna have a fucking webcam <laughs> in the fucking uh, goddamn station and maybe i don't know he jacks off with it <laughs> well he was remember he was watching he was the security guard was watching them while they were fucking on the floor oh yeah and the library gross he's like yeah i'm just watching to make sure everything's remember before he got killed it was kind of funny when he got killed, too, because he, like, lightly pushes him into the computer monitor, and then all of a sudden he's dead. Right. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> the funny- What? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of silly. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? When, 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 when Sachin reaches Will, Will gets pissed, and then they go straight to the science lab to make blow torches. you know? Oh, my God, I know. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like- where the fuck do you get blow torches and a bottle of alcohol to make a Molotov cocktail? I don't understand what the, the science fuck lab, man. Is they got here. everything, bro. Apparently, I couldn't fucking make a blow I mean, torch for my science lab. To be fair, old 80s movies did this a lot. Yeah. So, like, you know, yeah. like we got like the Monster Squad and fucking just all these like weird science and shit like that. Still. But Eliana, Eliana and him like comb the halls looking for the werewolves because they're badasses now with blow torches. <laughs> And uh, they stumble upon a room full of, like, dead bodies and chained up people for his mom's army, apparently. And, like, Elian F- Eliana falls in a pool of, like, blood and shit. <laughs> and then his mom and the bad boy wolves, who are shirtless, by the way. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> I thought it was weird. I approve. I just didn't understand why. Uh, but anyway, I guess because they were going to be transforming a lot, so... But she was, like, asking, you see his dad chained up, Jack, you thought was dead, and he's chained up, and the mom's telling Will to kill him, and he's like, no, I'd rather die than become one of you, and his mom snaps his neck, like, all stupid. I'm like, really? She kills her dad, like, just like that. Just like nothing. I'm like, you couldn't have just, like, ripped his head off or something? That's what I'm saying. There was no point in any of that. I was like, this doesn't make sense, like, because the way that they kill him, there's no... Why? Budget. Why keep him alive? Yeah, like, fuck, man. That's what it was. Stupid. And then she's like, he's like, I'll never kill a human. And mom's like, you, you already have. Remember the bully boy Roland? He's like, oh, shit, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and you get this, like, fun, like, recap, like, flashback moment where you realize that it was him and you're like, oh, okay. Right. Well, and then they, they, he's always yelling at Eliana, like, leave me alone. You got to go away. I'll fucking kill you somehow. I don't know why. Yeah, leave! And she's like, no, we got to fuck. <laughs> so they go Basically. into like, <laughs> they go into the. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you know, you like, that's. Well, they kind of do because Eliana runs into the principal's office. And then this is where you finally see the a full on werewolf. And like, it looks like a horse <laughs> in some ways with the hair on its wrists and, and legs. That's like, weird. it is kind of weird. It's, it's sort of like gray, like an alien, but like also kind of like a vampire. Kind of reminds me of the werewolves in the, uh, the common, the hybrid from the underworld movie. Yeah. Sort of, but like a more beefed up version, like a traditional werewolf like would steroids. be. 
Uh, but, you know, Will appears behind him as he's about to kill uh, Eliana, and he stabs him with what? The second place silver trophy. Yeah! But this is the best no, thank you. part. Yes. Oh, my God. And it's not good. It's just, it's so stupid. It's it so just, stupid. But it is, it's also really gratifying. She's, like, standing there, like, completely, like, freaked out because the, a werewolf just tried to kill her. And, like, she's like, I guess it's a good thing you didn't win the gold. <laughs> Like, okay, look, okay, maybe if the movie's tone would have been a little bit more funnier, that yeah, would have landed, landed better. But I just went, oh, come on! <laughs> like, I could picture that in, like, a comedy, sort of, like, quirky 80s yeah, comedy. Yeah, like a horror comedy or whatever. Right. Like, nowadays, like, that would have worked. Right. It would have been funny. But it was a serious tone film, mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, comical or... No. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, Will insists on her to leave, and she says, no, you're not like them! He's and he's like, I can't control it when I'm around you. His voice like deepens and shit. And she pulls him into the room and she's like, So do you can do anything you want to me? And he's like, Anything? And they <laughs> they make out a bunch. And she's like, I don't he's like, uh she's like, if you if you don't want to be with me, just say it. And he's like, What? Like, no, I'm gonna fucking turn into a werewolf, you dumb bitch. Like, what the <laughs> I might fucking kill you. Don't tell turn this into a fucking breaking up fucking. Get off segment. my werewolf dick, motherfucker. <laughs> damn gina he's like i'm trying to save your life god damn but i just thought it was really funny because you know love oh yeah anyway but then she's like she's like she tries to convince him to change her because love mm. you know <laughs> which is silly <laughs> so then they start to fuck on the floor I mean, or something if, if mouse is a werewolf i would make him make me a werewolf too i mean saying. definitely but they just fucking they don't even know, they don't each, know other. each other yeah, yeah they're like, like fucking 16 year olds like or that's a 18, pretty but... big commitment i would say to make with someone you yeah. might not get along with after the two first, days the first time we had a conversation was 24 hours ago turn me into a werewolf yes i, I love, love you. you yeah because i know what love is because i'm in high school yeah, <laughs> uh but anyway she keeps on insisting on him making a choice and then they lay on the ground and and like start fucking and he scratches her by accident on the back and they make it seem like he didn't and then but he did i, I don't understand they bring it up that. later yeah like anyway but then they hear the mom telling them to come fight them or something like that he's like we gotta get ready and set up the chapel or something i don't know we what gotta the go fuck to the church and i'm like what? but the weird werewolves are like running around the halls like flipping tables breaking glass breaking furniture and just generally acting like they don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. which is funny because they're like, I guess they're trying to make it seem like they're looking for them, but it really just looks like they're just having a party. Yeah. Like <laughs> going to werewolf party. They're teenage werewolves. Like, <laughs> just breaking shit because they can. Yeah. Like calm down, dude. And then, uh, and then you hear the mom speaking over the loudspeaker again, talking about the food chain and we're going to lead this world into a new era. It's like, shut up. <laughs> It really was kind of annoying it at was that annoying. point. Like, I guess they were trying to turn it into, we're going to turn the world into fucking werewolves. Well, okay, what happens when you have no one else to eat and no one else to turn? What happens then? Like, you know what I mean? It's like that vampire movie where they, where everybody was vampires and like, yeah, humans were like, I love that fucking movie. It was actually, I rewatched it recently. That is a great movie. What's it called? Uh, oh my God. David. Daybreakers. Daybreakers, yeah. Oh, so good. I didn't like it the first time I saw it, but when I watched it again, I actually really liked it. It was really cool. It was like technology in the future and all this other shit. It's a super underrated vampire movie. It really is. It's a really good one. Um, but anyway, back to the story. Will and Eliana prep for a showdown. And Eliana says, I don't want to lose you. 
and she's like crying and then she's like even though i feel like i've been seriously damaged by this relationship that was pretty funny actually (laughs) she giggles a little bit but it seems very serious right yeah like i didn't know if it was a it was intentional obviously and he's like it's graduation time (laughs) like fuck because they were having a graduation that night in the middle of the rain outside of the fucking chapel. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't... Uh, I like it was actually kind of cool, but at the same time, stupid. I don't... Yeah, I don't uh, really get it. I get, it's just weird. I don't know. He sets up... Like, this is where... It's basically just like they had planned this whole thing because there's all this bait that's just sitting there. Right. For this army. Well, and and he's like, he thinks he's going to like and stop foil his mom's plan because she's trying to take over the world by revealing it to the humans. Right. And so like he gets on his friend's camera, which was set up previously before he got killed. And he's like talking, you know, about telling her that she's going to have to kill him like he did in the very beginning of the movie, which you didn't see her on on camera. And, you know, because that'll force him to transform and let everyone know that werewolves actually exist. And she's, like, crying and her lips quiver. She's actually doing a pretty good acting job there, uh, I thought, because love, poof, love. <laughs> um, but she aims the gun at him and about to squeeze and pull the trigger and the lights go out and you see it cut to his best friend's head and then a camera pans back a little bit and it's shaking and you notice it's his decapitated head and a voice saying sorry will the evolution will not be televised like i like that scene the actually. revolution yeah that was dude if you look at the fucking head it's so good legit good special effects there dude like it looked real it did look real like i was very impressed like and maybe the lighting kind of hid some of it which is always a technique they do in movies anyway yeah but it was really good it, it, look his tongue looked real like i thought it was a real tongue yeah the line you know that he that when they wrote that they were like the that revolu- was a mic drop the moment. revolution will not be televised instead of revolution like- they said evolution yeah it was a mic drop moment yeah in their minds so cute but then the mom appears rambling on about how people suck and (laughs) you know when werewolves you know they should be like whatever like it's annoying after a while Mm -hmm. but then a werewolf lunges at eliana and she pops it in the head with a gun that she was going to shoot will with yeah and then another one attacks her and knocks her down and like kills her i guess because Will's in the elevator trying to resurrect yeah, her. Yeah, I thought she was just unconscious. I know. I'm like, but what the fuck? She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then he somehow shocks her with something he rips out of the elevator, which doesn't make any Dude, sense. Dude, the wire from the elevator. First of all, guys, when you use paddles, you have to use two because it has to. The current wants to go it, through the chest. Yeah. So they put it on the side and on the top to kind of get the heart going. He just stabs, like, shocks her with a single fucking live wire from the like elevator. In the middle of her chest, too. Like, not even, like, where it needs to go. It's just, like, in, right, like right here. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, like, in the Evil Dead remake, the guy stabs her in the chest with the needles. And you know that those would have melted if it was, like, fucking... Yeah, but it, it's Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely could get a little bit more past like, than this. But I'm just saying, like, you know... Anyway, your mother but, sucks cocks in hell. Like, <laughs> just let it be. <laughs> then the mom, of course, is like trying to. She's like in full werewolf bitch mode, and she's like tearing apart the elevator, yanks her out, and drags her away. Her head. 
Yeah. That part was kind of cool, actually. She's like, Neat. I'm like, what the hell? Because <laughs> she just woke back up. Like, all of a sudden, she's alive now, and then she's getting pulled out by her head. I know. I was like, I'm like, that's aggressive. <laughs> that's when the, you know, they have the mama son showdown. Yeah, when you find out she's the alpha. Yeah, she's the alpha, because he tries to, like, it's like, she's, like, talking about how the world is again. Like, shut the fuck up already. Like, really? Like, I was getting really annoyed with her. She was irritating. Like, she's a good actor, and I like, you know... I just don't like how she was written. Yeah. Anyway, she says, I know it's hard to swallow, you know, like all this stuff I'm telling you, basically. And he's like, swallow this. And he shoves down his silver ring down her throat. That's what he did. That's when she's like, he's like, oh, you're the alpha. She's like, yeah, bitch, I'm the alpha. And then they get into this big fucking showdown. And, uh, you know, he's like, she's like slamming him through four fucking walls. Like they're like yeah. breaking like concrete fucking walls in the school in the church or whatever, and and then she gets like something happens from behind her mom, the mom, as she's in her werewolf mode, and he gets turned back into a human because he's like worn out, I guess. And yeah, it's, I think he's like about to die. Right, and she's about to like go in for the final kill on Will, and somebody grabs her from the back and it's rips Eliana. out her heart. Yeah, well, you don't know that right away. Oh. I did, but yeah. Well, you spoiled it for everyone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. Well, I was like, I knew, <laughs> but yeah, because I knew he turned her because he scratched. Of course, her. like, and then it flashes in his mind. You see the scratching part, yeah, that they tried to cover like really quick. But yeah, that was. I just thought they fucked up with the makeup. Was one that's one I thought they which did. on the on the werewolves or no when they scratched her and then all of a sudden the next scene it wasn't there. Like they he scratches her and then all of a sudden it's gone. Right, you know. And I was I thought they just fucked up when they filmed it. Like, no, I, I didn't see. I and then I realized that they were probably trying to intentionally hide it. I thought he was like having some sort of like fever dream in between werewolf and human. Yeah, something. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. I didn't even know. I was like, nah, he scratched her. That's her. But, but then uh, <laughs> she loves him. <laughs> after he finds out it's her, he like you know they he like tries to get you know Eliana to to like get out of her wolf state because she might kill him, and it was like this whole thing and. They like because love brings them back together, and then they cue the the book of love cheese logs on, which oh, I was Lord. not. You said the soundtrack kicked ass. I said the soundtrack was good. Okay, well I not thought it was song. terrible. I said most of the soundtrack was okay. good. Oh, okay, I didn't hear that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that song really annoyed the fuck out of yeah, me. That was pretty horrible. Then they burn the entire school, jump out a window in front of the graduating class. By the way, yeah. Like, to let them know werewolves exist. The ending is so stupid. Will is having this narration moment at this point, and he's, like, talking about, they say that, you know, our parents always teach us about the fall of Western civilization, but we can't lose ourselves to fear. We just need to remember to exist, because life is worth fighting for. And he's, it's like, shut up. It's like, it's stupid. And then it's like... I'm like, really, man? This is where you're going with this? And then he says to the principal, he's like, it's a whole new world, and you people have no fucking okay, idea. And then the, it's the it's the principal, and he's just like, what? <sighs> just, are you guys, like, all okay? Baffled. They're all baffled. Yeah, and so then weird. that's when the credits roll, and that's like the cool, like, stripper music kicks in. <laughs> um, But they have, like, in, in his, he's like, it's like his speech when he was recorded in the the library or something with his friend's camera. 
Yeah. And he's like talking about like, he's going to have the world telling them that the monsters exist, you know, and he's going to have her shoot him. And then he transforms into a werewolf. And then people on Times Square see this video and it's like you're they're showing like the whole world is like now being found out that there's werewolves and there's sightings of werewolves everywhere and like werewolves of coming out of the hiding and they're just like existing now and that and then like there's riots in the street and shit and there's news reports about everything and then it's like cats and dogs living together mass hysteria. And then the movie's over, but it's like, like the, the message that they were trying to have, like, this world is about to change. Like, weren't you just trying to save the world? Right. I don't really understand no. what is going on. It makes no sense. Are they forcing cohabitation or like, <laughs> I don't really get what the fucking point of this is. I'm not trying to make fun of this movie, but it's just, it is a little silly. Like, if you think about it, that's why yep. I give it like a four because it's like, and it could be lower with this shit at the end especially to me yeah i mean do you have any other additional thoughts to add to it no really i feel like we've covered this pretty well so you would definitely pick this one over that one yes all right so lao handily what we're gonna do now guys we're gonna pick our favorite movies in the franchise from best to worst i guess we'll do it that way so which ones do you think are the best in the franchise obviously the original right so number one okay um and then I really liked number six, The Freaks. Oh, that one's the second favorite? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. I really like that one. Like, I don't know. I'm a sucker for fucking freak shows and okay. carnival or anything. So that's probably the third for me, or two for me. And then I liked The Howling Reborn, so that's going to be number three for me. So you said one, six, one, six, eight, eight and then two, and then probably three. Okay. Five, four, seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five, four, seven. Okay, so this is my order. Okay, so you got one, six, eight, two, two, three. Was it five, four, four, seven? seven. It's your last one. Yeah, <laughs> the worst one. I'm trying to count them all. Right, I know. Like I'm, I have to do it with my hands. I did too. it with my. I had to count it on my hands. So yeah. I would say like one, two, three, six, six. eight, then five, five four. four. Seven. seven. So holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, that was really brain racking there. Cause it's I had hard. To, you have to like think of like every single fucking movie like yes. right on the spot right there. I should have written it down, but I kind of, I just knew that I would know. But yeah, yeah, I definitely thought six was really good. It wasn't my number two. I really love part two. My yeah, sister's a werewolf. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. It's one of the best bad so bad it's good movies like it is on my list of like uninvited the cat killer cat movie that which and then troll 2 and then like uh creatures from the abyss like those are like really good so bad it's good movies miami connections in there but i wouldn't call that a horror but yeah so but yeah seven can go fuck itself yeah basically it's at the bottom and i'm sorry clive i don't think you're a bad guy i think you're a nice guy seven and four what do you guys think your order would be of the very few people that have seen it? I know Sarah Durbin has she's actually seen all of them. She's seen all of them, and I would love to see her um, list. So, but yeah, guys, uh, I don't think we're going to be revisiting this one anytime no. soon. Uh, I think we just barely got out of the woods. I'm so glad it's done. <laughs> this is not one of my favorite franchises at all, Great but really this yeah. one is probably one of the worst. This is the worst of a full franchise that I've ever seen. Yeah, and like Puppet Master has some pretty bad ones in there too. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
which at some point we'll get to I'm fine those. with that. <laughs> I would too. Right. We're going like, to be I like Puppet Master, so I don't I don't know. I want to do Critters 1 through 4 soon. Okay. Would you be down to do that? Yeah. I want to I might get Pat to do that with us. That's fine. Cuz I think he would really be happy about that. I like him, so. I'm do you want to do that next week? Like 1 and 2? 1 and 2? Yeah, that's fine. And then do three and four. Three and four. That works. Three I week. maybe we should finish it and then and do a then grave do plots. a grave plots after. That sounds like a good idea. I'm fine yeah. With that. Well, guys, thank you so much for sticking around. I know this episode's pretty long. We've been making them about two hours lately, but we've been getting a little bit more in depth because we've been getting a lot of feedback from people recently about how they enjoy us breaking down the movies and making fun of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, we got these bad ones. They're going to be a little extra longer because I got to talk about this funny shit that I think of in my head when I'm watching it and yeah. talk about the silly shit we see. So I know it may be a little long. I've been putting the um, the times in the podcast so that you know where each movie is or each segment is. So if you want to skip to that, you can always do that, too. But for those of you that listen to the end and listen all the way through, you're my fucking hero. Word. Word. I got Dick Daria. Let's wrap this up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, (laughs) we will be back next week with Critters 1 and 2. I hope you guys enjoy that. And uh, thank you guys for coming by. And as always, stay weird, monsters. Tune in every Monday for a brand